Honourable members, I'm having a little bit of challenge of my network. I'll, I'll switch off my video. We have seen me now. Uh, I want to start the meeting. Do you hear me, honourable members? Yes, Chair, we hear you. Morning. Chairperson, morning all. I can hear you, Chairperson. Thank you. Morning, Chair. Morning, all. Yes, Chairperson. Yes, I, I would love to switch off my video. I'm having a, a challenge of network. Uh, I'm going to switch in, in and off. Uh, do you see me? I'm not in my pajamas. I'm ready to chair this meeting. <laughs> oh, some are very bright, beautiful in their cars. Uh, uh, I'm aware that the Honorable is going for review in, in, in her doctor. Some are going to rush to the airport, Honorable Member. I'm aware that we call this meeting uh, in a very awkward day. Uh, uh, let me take this opportunity uh, now uh, to check with the office uh, to flight the, the agenda uh, on the screen. I don't want to waste time. Honorable members, uh, I'm welcoming you, honorable members. Uh, I'm saying good morning. Uh, this meeting takes place the day after our State of the Nation address by His Excellent President Cyril Ramaphosa. We continue to draw inspiration from his speech, <clears throat> especially in areas of importance affecting society. Uh, we know the COVID pandemic, COVID-19 pandemic has had a negative impact on the livelihoods of people, including uh, the loss of lives, jobs, uh, and the disruption to the nation uh, economy. Uh, I'm suspecting as this committee, uh, we also uh, know that we are very affected about that. Uh, our industry, uh, we, uh, they are still trying uh, to be themselves. Uh, I'm, I'm raising this cause as all of those things that I'm just mentioning, loss of job, uh, loss of lives, uh, they are forming part of the mandate of our committee uh, because the infrastructure was affected. Um, roll out of sport facilities and as theaters in township and in rural areas remain necessity that uh, that must be prioritized. Uh, honorable members, 
not to make a, a long opening remarks. Uh, also, as this committee, I would love that you must convey our condolences to the family and friends of, of, of Miss Kuli Robson, uh, whom you know, we know that she passed away on Wednesday and he was instrumental figure in the South African entertainment industry. Um, and, perf- and she performed in various roles on radio station, acting roles of in, in television shows. May his may her soul rest in peace. Uh, by that, uh, honourable members, I declare this uh, meeting open. Uh, can honourable members? now adopt the agenda. Chairperson? Yes. I move for the adoption of the agenda. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Adams. Any second? Yes. Who's that? Honorable Sanjeev. Yes, Chairperson, I second the proposal. Okay, thank you, Honorable Fandeke. Any uh, apologies, Honorable Members? Um, good morning, Chairperson. Good morning, Members. Um, we morning. do have an apology from Mr. Matimwazi, his travelling chair at the moment. We also have an apology from the Minister Chairperson. Uh, I mean, the Deputy Minister Chair first. Um, uh, she's attending the State of the Nation, the post-State of the Nation uh, stakeholder engagements. And uh, the minister also sent an apology chairperson. He is currently uh, preparing for the International Mother Language Day events. Uh, that's it, Chair. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, honorable members, with these apologies, uh, may I also uh, pass the apology of Honorable Adams. Uh, she's on the way to the doctor also, as uh, I was seeing her in the car. Um, we'll try to, to frustrate this meeting. Uh, some members, I don't want that they must just uh, disappear. Those who were uh, present physically in, in, in our State of the Nation address, uh, I'm suspecting they will be taking uh, their flights. Uh, can can I give it uh, to the office of the ministry? I don't know who's in. If they can tell us, and also, oh, I'm seeing the DJ. DJ, platform is your. No, thanks very much, um, the person. Uh, I'm just removing uh, the mask of the Netball World Cup uh, Friday. <laughs> yes, I've seen that uh, nice mask of Netball. Mm. No, from my side, the uh, apology I have is uh, from uh, uh, the CFO, but uh, I hope that by the time we get to the expenditure report, she would have joined us. Uh, but there was just a, a matter that uh, based on the issue of the ill health that she had to attend to. 
but otherwise uh, the team is here and honorable chairperson and uh, i greet all the all the members of the portfolio committee and um, with the department of sport and culture and um, but uh, i've got in our meeting uh, DDG, uh I've got uh, who is responsible for corporate services. We have uh, Dr. Kumalo, who is responsible for ACPD. And we've got um, also um, Sakio, responsible for uh, planning and uh, monitoring and planning in the department. Um, and then we've got um, um, uh, DDG Khan, who is responsible for uh, recreation uh, development and sport promotion. Uh, I'm trying to check Mr. Dima because he unfortunately had a family bereavement uh, that just happened. I am checking whether he was still able to join uh, despite that situation. Oh, yes, he is in the meeting, person. Uh, so the team is here, and then I've got uh, from my office. Uh, or from the DM's office, we've got Sibuile, and then uh, Iwatani, and then from the office, from my office, we've got Magubonga uh, Ramlepe, who is uh, in this meeting, Honorable Chairperson, as well as Lopit, So the team in CMEs, except for the executive, has paid apologies uh, advanced. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. I think to Digi, we have got a full house. And I'm suspecting honorable members, they do understand that each and every year after the, the state of the national address, the like even in the uh, when the treasurer presenting a, a budget the following day stakeholders' engagement uh, are always sitting. Just a moment. So um, I'm, I'm suspecting that we all understand that. DG, uh, I'm, now I'm getting to the point that the you teach with your team you must follow the agenda briefing us on your second quarter performance report. No, thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, maybe I must first um, uh, just uh, take this opportunity to indicate that uh, the department, uh, together with uh, the Board of Netball World Cup, as well as uh, the, the Netball SA, have uh, uh, started a program of awareness uh, to ensure that the country is informed about uh, what we call a netball world cup 
that is going to be taking place uh, in 2023 uh, in the country. And therefore, then uh, last week we launched what we call Net for Fridays. Um, and uh, I'm sure we are preparing that the honorable members do get uh, these uh, T-shirts that they will, will ask that they do wear them uh, all the time when it is Fridays. Uh, so that uh, we make sure South Africans are part and parcel of the program. Chairperson, we're presenting today a second quarter performance report uh, to the portfolio committee. Um, and uh, we have the outline of the presentation as follows. Uh, we just table the purpose, then we have the introduction. We then provide the performance overview, the departmental performance overview results, and then the results per program and then the expenditure report as of the second quarter. The purpose of this presentation, Chairperson, is uh, to uh, report to the Portfolio Committee, enabling the Portfolio Committee to practice its uh, oversight on the portfolio for purposes of accountability as required by law, as well as to enable the committee to provide a work oversight uh, on the department monitor and it is honorable monitor yes we have started the meeting honorable okay honorable man there's a network okay the presenter is cutting chair I just want to propose maybe if he switches off his video, maybe the sound will be better. Okay, I'm suspecting you have problem in your sight because it's clear with us. Uh, please um, switch off your video. Did uh, uh, you? No, don't know. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Honorable Pony. Thank you. So just at a high level, Chairperson, as we normally present here, we're just uh, reminding um, the honorable members in relation to the mandate that uh, we as a department, we and uh, the delivery agents uh, working with the provinces and entities at core of our work is the issue of social cohesion and nation building. And, and that it means uh, bringing people together from all walks of life. This is founded in the constitution preamble and uh, that talks about the healing divisions of the past and uh, where we can then be able to release the potential of every South African. In this regard, uh, potential referred to is in sport as well as in the creative sector. So we do get involved then uh, in the people being brought together and then uh, to share the common spaces. Uh, in that way, we are able to then promote interaction across race, color, class, or creed. And then this is done also through the mass-based events and in which then and sometimes have been declared, as we know, consistently as gatherings that are a risk for higher transmission of COVID-19. Therefore, then impacts on our work. We also have the issue of then uh, having to provide financial support 
uh, to the sport and recreation uh, delivery agents, as well as to the entities and uh, in the era of the act. We also work very closely with the Department of Education in the delivery of uh, school sport programs and uh, that we have with them. So if these are suspended and the focus is mainly on curriculum, that does affect the work of the department. So if we move to the next slide, Honorable Chairperson, we then further indicate. Can you move the slide so that the honorable members move with us, please? Next slide. So we then had to look at what are the various measures that we can still use to try and ensure that our work is delivered. And, and then we went on this by looking at uh, implementing programs and projects virtually or through the hybrid platforms, uh, as well as uh, making sure that uh, the minimum number of attendants to allow for social distancing is taken into account. So second quarter therefore provides a report uh, on progress made as of the 1st of July to the 30th of September, uh, which also then will highlight the challenges we faced during this period, uh, particularly emanating from the COVID-19. So the overview of the department's performance, if we move to this next slide, we see that uh, we will have a seat, particularly as we will show on program two and three, resulting in the performance being at 67% as against uh, and, and the non-achieved targets of 33%. And that means nine and, uh, out of 27 targets were not achieved. And most of those targets as reflected as will be shown are those that are affected mainly by the issue of participation and where there is mass-based uh, involvement. So we had planned to have 27 targets and in the second quarter, as I've indicated, the need targets not achieved uh, arising from program two that deals more with the issue of mass participation is uh, that um, they had eight targets uh, towards a contribution of to the 27, three were not uh, achieved. And these are where people are actively participating in organized sport and active recreation there are also the number of learners in the National School Sport Championship tournaments, as well as the number of learners participating at the district school sport tournaments. These uh, uh, targets were not achieved. While in program three, five out of nine targets were not achieved. And that includes the issue of number of international engagements as uh, there were lockdown and travel restrictions. Number of moral regeneration projects supported by government uh, because some of these require the interaction, particularly under the leadership of moral regeneration movement uh, on the promotion of charter of positive values. Then the number of youth focused at uh, development programs, the number of monitoring reports on the implementation of the social compact uh, of social cohesion and relationship building as well as a target on the number of projects in the creative industry supported through the golden economy uh, program where there were challenges uh, uh, in the department to reach out and get this finalized uh, uh, in terms of adjudication. Then program four was uh, the best performer 
with only one target not achieved, and that related to the number of students awarded with heritage bursaries per year. Otherwise, they achieved six out of their seven targets. Now, Chairperson, if we then look at a program specific, and then program one, it was three out of three targets uh, that we will outline below. And uh, on recreation development, uh, we had um, 63% of achievement, that is five out of eight. And the worst performing area was uh, the arts, culture, promotion, and development, which had five targets that were not achieved. 86% then was achieved by heritage promotion and preservation, which was six out of seven targets that were achieved. If we then go to detail, um, um, Jefferson per program, and as we indicated, I'm not sure Jefferson if we need to go through those that were achieved at 100%, but it just to indicate that program one, uh, we have outlined before what does it involve ministries, management, strategic uh, management and planning, corporate services, as well as the office of the chief financial officer falls under this program. And the, the targets that uh, were to be achieved, if we move to the next uh, slide, please. Can we move to the next slide? The targets uh, for this program, which is program one, corporate services, Percentage of intents, and as we fight the issue of uh, unemployment, we do not have to make a report for now, as well as the number of uh, services uh, that are modernized uh, under second quarter, we didn't have to make a report. What we had to report was awareness campaigns conducted. We had a target of two and the two were done. This related to the Women's Month as well as the Heritage Month. If we move to the next target, for reporting under this quarter, and um, it was in relation to the invoices paid within 30 days, as this is a mandatory program. The government wants to ensure that a small business in particular do not go under because of failure to pay them. And therefore, then 100% of the invoices that were valid were then paid within 30 days. We provide the breakdown, including the amounts 126 invoices amounting to 18 million rand. In August, 125 invoices amounting to 28 million rand, uh, 28.6. And then in September, 153 invoices relating to 56.6 million rand. And then the next one is about the number of councils or boards that are functional and fully constituted. And here, all the departments and boards were fully constituted and functional. The three that were due for reconstitution in the second quarter just to mention them for the benefit of the oversight, is the case of 10 Museum, Freedom Park, and National Museum. But these members have been appointed. We move to then program two, Honorable Chairperson. Program two and it relates to uh, where we're talking about the winning nation, the issue of active nation, sports support, as well as infrastructure support. Uh, in the department. And then I will not go into detail because we have always outlined what a winning nation refers to uh, about the support of the high performance athletes. And then for the active nation, we have um, if we move to the next um, can we move to the next uh, slide? 
Active Nation always relates to the issue of participation by the masses, creating opportunities, because we believe that uh, there is a need for healthy lifestyles, and therefore then we've got programs that involve masses in the country, particularly in schools. But key to this program is the transformation agenda relating to provision of attire equipment, to both schools, hubs, and their clubs, uh, so that they have uh, attire as well as equipment to practice their craft, as well as then the issue of uh, participation in the national school sport championships. Um, and then this we do through support of academies. And then on the issue of sport support, this is about transformation in sport and recreation. And the indicator here is more about getting data sheets from sport federations uh, to check progress that they are making. And then we had approximately 60 to 70 sport and recreation bodies that are getting a funding of 112 million rands uh, this year. Then infrastructure support talks to uh, particularly the issues of community gyms, multi-purpose sports, as well as the issue of the heritage uh, legacy projects uh, that we provide in order to transform the heritage landscape Jefferson, uh, as well as the progress relating to the provincial resistance and liberating heritage route, which talks to the 27 sites, three per province, uh, that need to be developed and maintained. So there are targets uh, here at Jefferson, as I indicated earlier, and uh, is that um, we had um, a number of athletes supported through scientific support. The target was uh, 30 enable to do 36 as more uh, athletes uh, submitted claims in this quarter uh, for some of them who are part of the teams for Tokyo Olympics and Paralympics. Also number of athletes supported by sport academies as we indicated the target was 8,000 and we had 2,054 that were able to be supported uh, by the sport academies and this is as a result of the request for more uh, support effort that was given by the provinces. The target not achieved or chairperson relates to the number of people participating in organized sport and recreation and events. Uh, we had a target of 100,000 and then we are reporting here that uh, we had only 27,572 uh, due to the restrictions uh, that we all aware which was limiting participation to about 2,000 people uh, per event. Um, so only in October that these numbers would then be increased, uh, Honorable Chairperson, which is um, falling outside of the second quarter we are reporting. If we then go to the next target that was achieved, it uh, relates to the number of sport and recreation campaigns. And events here, we had targeted two and were able to achieve uh, the two promotion campaigns and events. And the next target that was achieved, if we look at it, uh, relates to the issue of the number of schools, uh, hubs, and clubs that were provided with equipment. We had a target of 750, 758 was then provided. Uh, the additional uh, outreach programs to hand over facilities uh, during the National Indigenous Games provided sport equipment and kits to the clubs, resulting in the overachievement. And, and as we're indicating the breakdown there, Chairperson, 
you will see that it's 501 schools uh, that were then uh, then provided, and we just give a full uh, breakdown on the target. Target not achieved is the target relating to learners uh, in the National School Bond uh, Championship, where 2,500 was targeted. However, due to the challenges of COVID-19 restrictions, this could not be achieved, and the school board activities were effectively suspended by DBE from April at this, uh, until uh, August, which would have left us only in September to try and uh, do some work in this area. If we then look at the next target not achieved, uh, again, it's about mass participation at school uh, district level, where we targeted 25,000 and uh, only 20,245 could participate. And, and this is a program uh, that was also then uh, to be completed in by end of August. And thus, most activities could only be implemented in the month of September to try and re-uncover most of the lost ground due to the July and August months that were lost uh, due to restrictions uh, that the schools had placed, Department of Education had placed on school sport. Then when we look at the issue of the number of municipalities that were provided with technical support and during the construction, uh, 50 municipalities, and we continued to do that uh, support to provide that support to the 50 municipalities that were given that technical support during the construction of the projects related to the MIG. That is uh, the next target we did not have, and the next three targets, there was no reporting required for this period. Can we go to the next slide? Please, can you move? And move, as I indicated, there was no report here for that program. Program three, arts, care, and culture, promotion and development. And this program, uh, honorable uh, members and honorable chairperson are talking to the issue of uh, national language services. As we know that uh, in terms of the languages, uh, official languages act of the, uh, 2012, we need to ensure that uh, this area of languages is developed and uh, it is uh, supported, particularly the indigenous, the era of in the African languages uh, that we have indigenous languages as we call them. But uh, then uh, also the issue of uh, cultural and creative industries development. We also deal with issues of international cooperation, social cohesion and nation building, as well as uh, support to the sector through the called economy. We then uh, move uh, just to indicate the definition of each uh, indicating for joking the member of official of the honorable members. National language services is just mainly talks to the promotion and development of official languages. We provide support and, uh, to increase qualified practitioners uh, through language bursaries. We then uh, move to the next one that indicates under cultural and creative industries, the outputs here relate to the issue of creation of platforms and audiences, uh, nationally and internationally, so that market access for the for the for the both the services as well as the products of the sector and are able to reach out to the market. But we include here capacity building and promotion of access to cultural facilities or community arts centers as we call them. 
but also then the issues of international cooperation. Uh, this relates to international engagements that have to be undertaken across our borders uh, so that uh, our artists, as well as performers, athletes, and experts in cultural and creative industry practitioners are exposed uh, to uh, audiences outside of uh, our borders. However, there were challenges and restrictions uh, based on international travel that were experienced during this period. Social cohesion and nation building, which is a foundational mandate for the department, to is then to make sure that the outputs, including the support of moral regeneration movement, were involving also community conversations and dialogues to foster social cohesion, youth-focused programs of art, as well as advocacy platforms on social cohesion, and so in less, the work of the social cohesion advocates uh, is, is executed. Zanzibar and economy, uh, Honorable Chairperson, relates to the support of the creative industry, where we place artists in schools uh, to promote arts uh, curriculum uh, in schools, but also to ensure that uh, we have also research that is undertaken so that our work is driven by research and data uh, when we do the necessary interventions and in our strategies. But also this Zanzibar and economy includes what we call the open calls uh, and the flagship projects uh, that are done both at provincial as well as at a national level, as well as the touring ventures that we have in public art. And this includes the issue of Africa Month. So in a nutshell, that is a summary of program three, Honorable Chairperson. And then on targets, there are two targets that were not for reporting for this period. And uh, we then have uh, one target in, in this slide slide that talks to the percentage of uh, documents that had to be edited and translated. We had 163 of which all of them were translated and edited. And this is work is aimed at supporting anyone in the country, any institution that approaches the department for assistance. And then we have uh, in the next slide, we had um, a target that uh, talks to the issue of local and international market access platforms uh, that will be financially supported. And that uh, those were the summers, uh, which is South African Music Awards uh, program, as well as the Craft Competition Awards. Uh, this is the platforms that were financially uh, supported. The other two were not for reporting. And then if we move to the next target, Honorable Chairperson, that was not achieved, it relates to the number of international engagements and that were planned but could not be executed. And this is in relation to the G20 ministers of culture meeting that did take place, where the minister participated also in the BRICS ministers of culture meeting in India, as well as you know, officials who participated. However, there was a challenge in relation to Cabos that was supposed to be implemented as the engagement with the Commonwealth Secretariat to have provided the opportunity for us to go there through invitation did not materialize, as well as the support on the Western Sahara, where because of the situation there, we could not be able to um, get a positive um, work um, done to ensure that this engagement does take place at a person. Then if we look at the issue of the number of moral regeneration movement pro projects, uh, the target was that uh, there will be four in support of the promotion of the Charter of Positive Values 
and then the four subprograms under it. And the MRM had the challenges in terms of the reporting, and then therefore then we could not provide the support that they require until we get a compliance in this regard. And they will have been able to get that remedied and a chairperson. So I'm sure when we report next time, it would be a better a positive report in working with MRM, which is very crucial, particularly under the circumstances that the country finds itself. Then the number of community conversation dialogues, and the plan was 10, we were able to have nine conversation, community conversations or dialogues that were held aimed at fostering the issues of social cohesion, and particularly this driven the perspective of social cohesion advocates in particular, because uh, as we know that uh, during the month of uh, July, there were a lot of unrest and that required a direct intervention by the department through its advocates. If we then go to the next target, Chairperson, um, that was not achieved, and uh, this relates to, please, can you move to the next uh, slide? This is a number of youth forecast health development programs. We had a planned one, and one, none of these could be implemented as there were internal problems within the department in relation to the issues of meetings and the MOAs that needed also to be finalized. And then we get to the term creation. And this is an era of inefficiency that the department needs to address in order to us to make sure that they look benefits from the intended programs. So this is uh, the area of uh, inefficiencies that we experience within the development. But all projects that are envisaged now will be completed before the end of the third quarter was the commitment that we had made and a turnaround plan was developed to achieve this um, from the range. If we then look at the issue of the next target that was achieved, the five targets that we made for the number of advocacy platforms on social cohesion by the social cohesion advocates, as I indicated earlier, person with the address that were there, the advocates are to go and overdrive, uh, particularly focusing on KZN and Shouting, and 24 advocacy platforms on social cohesion were implemented uh, by the social cohesion advocates who are playing a crucial role in the underground. The next target chairperson that we have did not have to be reported on, and the one that was not achieved was in relation to the social compact and the reports thereof, uh, as the implementation is dependent on finalization of the social compact, and uh, this target will then be not achieved chairperson. We focus on that once the endorsement of the social compact is done, then the monitoring reports will then be able to do. Unless that is achieved, we are not going to be able to our focus to achieve this target, we need to be um, forthright around the challenge we had as the social cohesion combat requires a lot of consultations and engagements and a buy-in from various sectors. So that um, has had a huge impact on finalizing the social combat and therefore impacting on the subsequent reporting around its implementation, uh, Honorable Chairperson. And then, of course, the next target uh, that was not achieved, um, to move to the next slide, the issue of the number of projects in the creative industry supported through the economy. We had planned 20, and the two flagship projects were then implemented 
and that was the National Arts Festival and the Music Spectacular Concert, and previously was called the JOJ. The MJA in the reasons for the non-achievement here were again the challenges we had when we have moved to the digital age and then therefore then utilizing the e-government services and we created the portal that is used now called www.eservices.gov.za but then we moved to the one that says MGE for purposes of creatives. So we launched this and in 2021-2022 and then the process was extremely slow uh, as we had a number of challenges also working with CETA uh, to ensure that the portal is fully functional and a number of challenges when this, the system was uh, went alive uh, when the high volumes of applications were received as well as the challenges of the adjudication processes internally in the department and its own contribution to the failure to achieve this target, uh, unfortunately. But we then had to intervene and then have a concerted dedicated team uh, that was then taken away and to make sure that in, November, in October that these projects were finally adjudicated and finalized. So, Honorable Chairperson, the next target that um, uh, is not for reporting, uh, those are the three targets for this period. If we move then to program four, Honorable Chairperson, we are looking at the heritage promotion and preservation, Honorable Chairperson. In this um, area, the project reflects on three main key sub-programs. One is issue of heritage promotion, to the National Archive Services in the restoration and storing, as well as memorization of all um, the nation's memory. It must be stored and be kept there. Then, of course, we've got the public library services. So under heritage promotion, uh, just to indicate key projects that uh, lie under here, is among them the issue of the heraldry, uh, that is the translation of the flag, as well as the issue and other national symbols. That is what falls under what we call heraldry. And then, of course, we've got the issues of nature, cultural and sporting events in schools, as well as the monumental flag project, as well as I'm, hashtag I am the flag and campaign that aims at promoting uh, South African identity and patriotism among all South Africans. Public Library talks to the issue of financial support where we make sure that uh, libraries are either built or they are maintained uh, through financial support, but also the librarians are appointed and paid, and well as the issue of access to technology is made available. And this is through either the newly built libraries or the modular libraries that get provided in the communities. And the National Archive Services, as I indicated, this is about the upgrading of National Archives infrastructure and then the South African Geographical Names Council. This is in relation to the standardization and transformation of our geographical names, moving away from all the names that are offensive or are not aligned to the constitutional values uh, as we would uh, regard them. And therefore, then we make sure that uh, those names through submissions by sovereign geographical council are provided, and then we publish gazettes. So, the targets that were not achieved uh, here is the only one was the number of students awarded with the heritage bursaries, 
The target was 65, but we at the, during this quarter we did 54. And the, the, the reason here, there were issues about the compliance documents uh, that were required from the universities and the officials of the universities working from home indicated and created a lot of challenges. And the documents had to be electronically signed, and the electronically signed documents then were the challenge of their acceptability uh, when we look at the issue of the legal services. But fortunately, this has been resolved uh, to ensure that students get buzzers they deserve. So all compliance documents were then subsequently received. And uh, when we report next time, it will be clear that this has been uh, achieved this target. So the three qualifying students were then identified by vets during the month of October, which replaced the three that also withdrew. Then the university still was still vetting the students for qualification in line with the policies and the criteria that the department has set. Then the verification sources will be submitted once the payments have been made. At Chaperson, the target that was then achieved, as we indicated, six of them, end up by this branch, include the target relating to the number of public awareness activations on hashtag on the flag. This, and we planned six and the 12 were done. And this is because there was partnering within the department of the social cohesion unit to roll out more activations, taking advantage of the open opportunity uh, when there was a lowering of the restrictions. Uh, during the lockdown. Then when we look at the number of flags provided in schools, the uh, 40 was uh, planned and the uh, 41 was done. Uh, and this is because uh, in the province of KZN, more schools reached our reach uh, who indicated the need for replenishment. As we indicated before that we have completed this project, we're now dealing with maintenance and replenishment where that flags might have been torn or stolen, or that fort poles might have broken, then we intervene. Uh, it's no longer a project that is aimed at installing new flags because there were no flags in schools. That was concluded. Then the issue of the number of workshops was there to advance knowledge on national symbols. The target was three and three were done. And that was on the 26th of August, as well as 21st of September and 22nd of September in the various provinces, Northern Cape, Mtata, as well as in the one done by the National Youth Development Agency. We then moved to these ones were not for reporting, and therefore we moved to the next two that were achieved. Uh, can we move to the next slide, please? And that is the number of uh, digitized records. And uh, the plan was that uh, the 25,000 trial dictabels uh, would be um, um, digitized as well as the TRC audio tapes would be digitized. And indeed, Jefferson, we are reporting that 104,000 trial dictabels were digitized and they can be accessible in any corner of this country uh, if people plug, 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 uh, plug in on our um, National Archives and website. Uh, to listen to this uh, very historical trial and uh, relating to the struggle for freedom in the country. And then the truth and reconciliation, this also was a very important uh, prioritized area so that people, South Africans, can access this remotely if they need to. And so it helps in particularly the researchers 
as well as the academics who are doing their work in this area to be able to access this, but also those who are interested as historians and to understand what the country went through during this critical period of our freedom as well as struggle. So the next one was the issue of the newly built uh, modular libraries uh, financially supported. Uh, we needed to transfer 518 million rands, 453,000 rands. Uh, in that, um, we did indeed uh, to the provinces on the 16th of July, 2021. And uh, the overachievement is really uh, based on the fact that we tried to do things on time uh, when it comes to the transfers uh, to the provinces. Then the number of gazettes relating to the issue of standardization of geographical names uh, published in the target was for two gazettes um, that were to be published. Uh, indeed, this was done. The first gazette was as a result of the South African Geographical Names Council uh, meeting in March 2021. And then the next one was the second gazette was as a result of the application from Free State being approved by minister to ensure that uh, Brantford no longer becomes Brantford, but is named against uh, the historical incarceration and punishment of Mama Winnie Matigzela Mandela. And therefore then the name fortunately has changed from this unknown Brantford to the name of our heroine against apartheid. Then uh, Honorable Chairperson, uh, based on that, I would like to request TDG uh, if uh, our uh, Chief Financial Officer has arrived to then present or you will take over. Over to you, Honorable, uh, sorry, uh, Deputy Director General Madisa Chikwadam. Thank you, Tichu. Mandy? DDG? DDG Chikwadamba? Hello, DDG. Sorry, I, I lost network a little bit. So, um... I can see that the... The, the C18 CFO has arrived. Can I request the 18 CFO then to check us through the expenditure? Uh, Madam Mondele. Yes, Dichi. Uh, CFO is uh, in the meeting, Dichi. And uh, CFO would like to take over the presentation at this point. I must say, Dichi, that uh, there are two, three slides that we realized uh, they needed some correction. So that's why CFO is taking over the presentation. She will indicate. Uh, on those slides that had to be corrected. We see that the version with those corrected slides did not get to the committee. Thank you. I apologize for that. Good morning, Honorable Chairperson. Good morning, DG, members of the portfolio committee. I'm not sure if I'm visible. Yes. We are in a dark place, but uh, we we do see you. Okay, Ukolaman, we'll okay. put on the lights. Uh, I am in the meeting with Mr. Zwai, who'll be assisting me in taking the questions. Uh, this is the presentation. I hope it can show from your side, uh, Honorable Chairperson and members. Yes, you can switch off your, your video. Because we all have this problem of network. I don't know why. 
Okay. okay. Yes. This is the presentation of our spending as at the 30th of September 2021, end of second quarter. The presentation uh, it has an executive summary, which are the slides that we have uh, updated, Chairperson and Honorable Members and DG, where we give the reasons for the spending or where there is underspending where possible. And then also the presentation will be taken through the departmental summary the budget versus expenditure per program and per economic classification, and lastly, budget versus expenditure per program and economic classification. Chairperson and portfolio committee, as, as at the end of uh, September, our overall spending were at 2.6 billion, which is 45.3% against our budget of 5.7 billion and the decline of 3.5% compared to the 2.3 billion, which was 48.8% spending of the prior year. Mainly, the department had projected to spend 3 billion in this quarter, but, uh, and the underspending is about 7.9 in total from the projected spending for the quarter. On compensation of employees, we had spent 163.6 million, which is 43.9%, where we had projected 50.2% to be spent in this quarter. <clears throat> the expenditure in comparison to the prior year, same period has increased by 2.2%, following filling some critical posts like the post of the DGG corporate services and other posts. And the decline of about 6.3%, it's because uh, at the end of the quarter, the SMS have not yet received the cost of living adjustment and also samples have not yet been filled under this uh, at the end of this quarter. We're expecting the expenditure to increase in the remaining two quarters, where we're hoping that the samples would be filled and also the cost of living adjustment would be, have happened and also the payment of performance bonuses and pay progression would have happened. The spending on goods and services, we are at 40.4 against the projection of 60.40, which I projected in this quarter. In rent value, we had spent 215.4 million against the budget of 553.5 million. The under-expending in this quarter is of 20% because we had projected to spend 60.4. It's due to uh, the scaling down or cancellation of some departmental events because as at the end of February, we know that some of the events uh, we couldn't do as projected. And also the restrictions on COVID is still having a, an impact on our sp understanding on uh, traveling. Departmental agencies current, agencies and account current, we had projected to spend about 49.7% of the budget in this quarter, but we actually spent 52%. In rent value, it's 879.0 million against the budget of 1.7 billion. There is a 2.3 overspending uh, compared to the projection of 49.7%. As a result, there was an advance payment made to the Zoom Museum in September for quarter three and also for 50% of their quarter four, uh, quarter four uh, tranche. The museum uh, had requested that we grant them, a, requested the accounting officer to grant them an advance uh, so that they were able to pay their salaries 
for the month of September until March 2022 due to their cash flow problems. Departmental agencies' current uh, and accounts capital, we had projected to spend 54.1, but the actual spending was at 19.4, against the budget of 248.4. Comparing to the prior year where the spending was at 27.5%. The underspending of about 34.9 is due to payments that were made early in quarter three, and also due to the signing, due to the delays in signing uh, of designated authorities so for some uh, uh, officials that were already on leave by that time. Payment to or transfers to municipal, municipalities and provinces, our spending in this quarter is in line with the projection where we had projected 53.3% and we had spent that 100% of those transfers. The actual spending were at 1.1 billion against the budget of 2.1 billion. Higher education current, we had projected to spend about 51% of the budget in this quarter. Unfortunately, we spent 24.4. In rent value, it's 1.7 million. That is the actual expenditure against the appropriation of 7.1 million. Comparing to the same period in the previous financial year, an amount of 1.6 million was spent, which is yielding in an increase of plus minus 1%. The underspending in the quarter on the projected amount of 6.6 of is due to the misallocation that had happened in a, a transaction that was recommended for human language technology projects. And this was a new project that uh, happened through a call for proposals in the current year, which was classified under public corps. We have made a requisition or a request at National Treasury to reallocate or classify this budget to public corp, which will happen in quarter three. And then, um, Foreign government and international organizations, we had projected to spend 98.9. We ended up spending 96.3. In rent value, it's 5.4 million against the budget of 5.7 million. Uh, comparing to the same period in the prior year, when expenditure was at 4.8 million, which was 90.5% of that budget, in CAT, uh, it resulted in an increase of about 5.8%. The transfers to international organizations for various subscription fees that the department has subscribed to other, to the organizations has all been made. Public COP and private enterprises current were projected to spend 68.3, we ended spending 41.3. In rent value, the expenditure is at 45.3 million against the budget of 109.6 million. Compared to the same period last year or in the previous financial year where the expenditure was at 23.8%, resulted in a decline of about 6.5. Here, the reason for the underspending, the MGE open call for the year 21-22, the education process only commenced during August, and therefore it contributes to this decline in the expenditure. In touring, venture and, touring ventures and public arts projects are also in the contracting stages, and also the cultural events projects are at the adjudication stages. Households, we are at uh, 
actual expenditure of 14 million, which is 60.1%. We had projected to spend 79.9 against the budget of 27.9 million. Comparing this expenditure in the same period in the previous financial year where an expenditure of 8.5 was made, we had yielded incurred an expenditure that yields an increase of about 11%. This is as a result of leave gratuity and payouts to officials that was made officials who pay took early retirement packages. And also uh, there was improvement in the claims in the ministerial bursaries. The 29.6% decline when we're comparing the projection against the actual chairperson and members. Uh, here we remember that some bursary holders do not claim the same amount or the amount allocated of 100,000 per, uh, per learner or per bursary holder. Non-profit current, the actual expenditure is at 81 million, which is 21.2% when comparing to the projected, which we had projected 48.3. When comparing to the same period in the prior year, we had spent 75 million, and this has led to a decrease of plus minus 0.3%. The underspending that is on the projected percentages that we are projected for this quarter is due to the MGE open call for this current year. As we said in the previous slide, we are still at the adjudication stages that commenced in August. And also for the touring ventures and public ads, we are at the contracting stages, whilst the cultural events were at adjudication stages. Nonprofit capital. We had projected to spend 62% of the budget in this quarter, but the actual spending landed at 25.5%, with the result of an underspending of 36.5 in rent value. 13 million was spent to date against the budget of 50.8 in the current year. When, when uh, comparing to the prior year where we had spent 2.5 million, this yields to a decline of about 31.5%. The second trench to the Tabombegi Foundation for the construction of the Tabombegi Presidential Library could not be made due to delays in the finalization of the process to purchase land by the foundation. The foundation has therefore not been able to fully report on the first trench thus, uh, that was made in the prior year, thus the second trench couldn't be done. Machinery and equipment, we had projected to spend 14.4%, but we actually spent 3.3%, resulting in a difference of 11.1%. The expenditure in rent value is at 834,000, where against the budget of 25.2 million, comparing to the same period last year, where we had a spending of 6.5 million, it leads to a decrease or a major decrease of 53.2%. Due to the high volume of procurement of laptops that was made in the last year, if we remember during the beginning of the year, we had to increase the procurement of laptops or computer equipments as most officials were working from home due to the hard lockdown that happened in the prior year. It's no longer the case this year, so that's why the expenditure had decreased. Again, the work relating to the relocation of staff from Regent Place to the 
current uh, building, Sichaba House, has commenced, and the following can be noted that there will be procurement and installation of cameras that are underway. Purchase order was issued by CETA for the expansion of the unified communication solutions. CETA uh, is to appoint a service provider to do this implementation, and that is in progress, Chairperson. Network cabling has been completed by the end of September. Installation of network switches and Wi-Fi access points still in progress, and CETA is expected to invoice as once the project has been completed. Heritage assets, the projected spending was supposed to be at 68.9%. We are only able to spend 0.7%, resulting in an underspending of 68.2. In rent value, it's at 1.2 million against the budget of 153.6 million. In comparison to the prior year, same period when the expending or the expenditure was at 0.9, which is 1.2 million rent. The 68.2 underspending is due to the following. In Yogeni project of cultural Princeton, there's a delay in procurement of the service provider and the pre-order assessment report. There was also a circular by the KZN Treasury indicating that all projects advertised after 12 October 2022, 2020, over 2 million are subject to pre-order assessment by the provincial provincial treasury. The JLTB amphitheater, the process to make a payment was initiated in quarter two. However, transfer documents were only signed in quarter three and the invoice for the balance was received will be uh, in quarter two due to delays at site and caused by the strikes that had happened. Havoc at National Archives, there's outstanding invoices that were not processed. DPW did not confirm the validity, the validity, validity of the contract, and the last extension uh, had expired in 2018, March 2018. Also, DPW did not approve the assignment to the new contractor for the past two years. Lastly, National Archives new building the tender for the appointment of a service provider to conduct the feasibility study. So the new archives building was closed in September 2021. The B evaluation meeting is planned, was planned for November 2020. Software and other intangible assets, there's a spending of 267,000 was incurred for the development of the grant management system against the zero budget compared to the same period in the previous year where there was no expenditure. Payment for financial assets, we've got 25,000 rand expended, which is incurred against zero budget compared to the same period last year. There was a spending of 14,000. With the relaxation of lockdown restrictions resulted in an opening of some traveling, which led to increase in the damages in the rented cars. Therefore, this would increase the write-offs in the current year at year end. The slides that would follow, it will be the tables which show the rent values uh, per program, which is budget and expenditure per program. This is as the explanation that we had done. This is broken down, Chairperson, and members of the committee according to programs. If DG allows, can I ask Lucky to take over, to take us through DG? These slides, I would flight as he's speaking. 
Peki. Chaperson, yes, yes, so give it to the person that you want that you must present. I don't know. Who did you? It's not responding. Uh, uh, morning, uh, Chaperson, morning colleagues, DG and DDGs who are present. Uh, the slide that I'm going to present now is just a summary. It's a financial slide towards the summary that uh, the CFO has already given. Uh, under administration which is our program one we had a, a revised appropriation of uh, 458.5 million and uh, the projected expenditure to that was uh, 219.7 million then the projected expenditure versus the main appropriation meaning this is what we were supposed to have spent according to our projection was 47.9%. Uh, then the actual, in terms of the percentage that was spent is 50.5. This means that we had uh, spent more by 2.6, uh, basically because of the reasons that the CFO has already uh, highlighted in the executive summary. And then under the program two, which is our recreation development and sport promotion, we had projected to spend 758.5 million of the 1.4 billion. Then the projected expenditure in terms of the percentage was 52.7%. The actual expenditure that we had achieved was 31.6%, resulting in a decline of 21.1%. Under our program three, which is arts, culture, and promotional development, we had projected to spend uh, 717 million out of the budget of 1.3 billion. The projected expenditure in terms of percentage was 56.2%. Uh, the actual that we have spent, managed to spend was 42.7%, resulting in a decline of 13.5%. Uh, Under program four, we had projected to spend 1.3 billion uh, of the a revised uh, budget of 2.5. The projected expenditure in terms of percentage was 52.9%. The actual expenditure in terms of the percentage is 53.5. Uh, Ms. Mondila, can you move your... Okay. Then it resulted in the under expenditure of just uh, less than 1%, which is 0.6%. Uh, as a department, we had projected to spend 53.2%, and the actual achievement was 453 with a deadline of 7.9%. Uh, and then in terms of the programs, under Program 1, in terms of the economic classification, under compensation of employees, we had projected to spend 50.2%, but the actual expenditure there was 43.9, which resulted in the C a decline of 6.3%. Under goods and services, we had projected to spend 60.4%, and then the actual achievement was 40.4%, with a decline of 20.0%. Uh, 
and then under the transfers and subsidies, uh, Program 1 has budgeted or has projected to spend 52.2%, uh, but the actual achievement was 47.7%, resulting in a decline of 4.6%. Under the departmental agencies, we had projected to spend 49.7%, the actual achievement there was 52.0, and it resulted in an increase or yes, on overspending of 2.3%. Uh, Under departmental agencies capital, we had projected to spend 54.1%. Uh, there we had achieved only the 19.2% with a decrease or a decline in spending of 34.9%. Under higher educational institutions, we had projected to spend 51.0%. The actual achievement there was 24.4, uh, with a decline of 26.6%. Under our foreign and government in, uh, international organizations, we had projected to spend 98.9%. The actual achievement there was 96.3% with a decline of 2.6%. Uh, Under public corporations, we had projected to spend 68.3%. Uh, the actual achievement was 41.3%, and then with uh, a decline of 26.9%. Under private uh, enterprise, we did not uh, project to spend anything, but however, we had spent the we had projected to spend 400 where we did not also have the budget for that but we ended up spending at zero percent so we didn't spend anything under that uh, line item and the household we had projected to spend 79.7 percent uh, the actual achievement was 50.1 with a deadline of 29.6 percent uh, under non-profit institutions, we had projected to spend 48.3%, and we only managed to achieve 21.2%. There was a decline of 27.1%. Non-profit institutions capital, we had projected to spend 62.1%, with uh, the actual achievement of 25.5%, uh, a decline of 36.5%. Uh, under our payments for capital assets, we had uh, projected to spend 61.3%. The actual achievement there was just 1.3% with a decline of 60%. And then under our machineries, which falls under those uh, payments for capital assets, we had uh, projected to spend 14.4%, but the actual achievement was 33 with a decline of 11.1%. Heritage assets, we projected 68.9%. Uh, uh, equal achievement there was 0.7% with uh, underspending of 68.2% uh, from the projections. And then under our payment for financial assets, there we did not have any budget, but we to date we have spent 25 1,000 rand. And then it's, okay, it's fine, so we can go to the pro, uh, programs. 
That was the summary. And then now under program one, program one under compensation of employees, the department has the projected expenditure of 94.1 million out of the budget of 186 million. We have managed to spend 81.4 million, which translates into 43.7% with the under expenditure of 6.7% when you compare to the projected uh, expenditure. Under goods and services, we had projected to spend 49.4%, but the actual achievement there was 60.0%, resulting in an over expenditure of 10.6%. Under our transfers and subsidies, we had uh, no projection, but we had a budget of 102. So far, we have only spent 612, which resulted in the 600 over uh, expenditure. Maybe on that one, uh, CFO, the reason for the 612 is because of the payment of uh, gratuities to the employees who had already left the department, maybe due to early retirement, due to uh, unforeseen circumstances like your death and other things. That's why we have those uh, over expenditure there. And then we can go to program two, CFM. Under program two, compensation of employees, we had projected to spend 50.2%. The actual achievement there was 47.7% with an under expenditure of 2.5. Goods and services, we had projected to spend 61.8%, but the actual achievement was 8.9% with a decline in expenditure of 53.7%. And then under the transfers and subsidies, under province and municipalities, we had projected to spend 50.4%, uh, of which uh, we really achieved that 50.4%. Under departmental agencies current, our projection was 70.3%. We have managed to spend uh, the 100% of all that amount resulting into an over expenditure of 29.7%. Uh, under the departmental agency's capital, we had projected to spend 54.1%. Uh, the actual achievement there was 19.2% with a decline of 34.9%. Then under foreign government, foreign governance and international organizations. We had projected to spend 0%, but we had uh, ended up spending 95.3%, meaning that resulted in an over expenditure of 95.3%. Private enterprises, our projection there was uh, 0%. Then we did not spend anything under uh, that line item. Under households, we had projected to spend 70.8%. The actual achievement there was 23.9, resulting in a decline of 46.9%. Nonprofit institutions current, we had uh, projected to spend 92.4%, but 
the actual achievement was 11.8% uh, with a decline of 20.6%. Under the non-profit institutions, again, but under capital now, we had projected to spend 62.1%. Actual achievement there was 25.5%. There was a decline of 365 uh, from the projection. Under heritage uh, assets, which is now uh, payments for capital assets, we had projected to spend 68.9%, but uh, the overall achievement there was just uh, below 1% by uh, 0.7%, with the decline of 68.2%. Payments for financial assets, we did not uh, project anything there. Under program two itself, the total projection was at 52.7%. Then the achievement there is at 1.6 with a deadline of 0.1%. Under program three, the projected expenditure under compensation of employees was at 49.9%. The actual achievement there was 45.2%. There was a decline of 4.7%. Under goods and services, uh, the projected expenditure was 78.8%, but the actual achievement there was 35.2% with a decline of 43.6%. When you go to the transfers and subsidies, the projected expenditure was at 53.9%. The actual achievement was 43.4% with a decline of just 10.5%. Under the departmental agencies, we had projected to spend 48.2%. The actual achievement there was 46.4% with a decline of 1.8%. Higher education institution, we had projected to spend 51.0%. Uh, the actual achievement is 24.4% with just a decline of uh, with a decline of 26.6%. Foreign governance and international organizations, we had projected to spend 100%, of which we the actual achievement there was 88.2% with a decline of 11.8%. Under public corps current, we had projected to spend 68.6%. The actual achievement there is for 1.1 with a decline of 27.5%. Uh, Under the household, the program is uh, projected to spend 73.9%. The actual achievement there was 62.6%, resulting in a decline of 11.3%. Nonprofit institutions, where we had projected to spend 66.1%, uh, the actual achievement there was 30% with a decline of 36.1%. The total projection for that uh, for program three was at 56.2%. Actual achievement there was 42.7% with a decline of 13.5%. Under program four, which is our last program, uh, compensation of employees, the program had projected to spend 50.1%. The actual achievement there was 41.1% with a decline of 8.9%. Goods and services, they are projected to spend 64.7%. The actual achievement was 33.1%, with a decline of 31.6%. Under their transfers and subsidies, they are projected to spend 
but the actual achievement was 54.1 with an increase of over just 1% by 1.4%. Uh, under their provinces and municipalities, the program had projected to spend 54.3%, of which they uh, actually achieved the same as per the projection. Under departmental agencies, they had projected to spend 49.9. The actual achievement there was 54.1, with a, a, an increase of 4.2%. Foreign government and in, international organization, they have projected to spend 100%, and the actual achievement there is 107.5%, with an overachievement of 7.5%. Uh, uh, under public corps current, the program has budgeted to spend 100% uh, was spent of uh, 520,000. But in terms of the projections, they are projected to spend 0%. Under their households, the program uh, projected to spend 100%, but the actual achievement there was 22.2% with a decline of 77.8%. Non-profit institutions, they had projected to spend 40.2%. The actual achievement there was 36.8% with a decline of 3.4%. In terms of their total program, uh, four had projected to spend 53%. The actual achievement was 53.5% with an overachievement of, uh, over, or overspending of 0.6%. Thank you. Uh, thanks very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. That is yes. our mission of the department in relation to quarter two um, report. Uh, we will then um, end our presentation uh, at this moment. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you, um, Tichi. Thank you with all your colleagues, uh, Honorable Members. Uh, now. Can we entertain clarifications, suggestions? I'm seeing the hand of Honorable Zondi, uh, Honorable Malomane. Uh, I'm having a message that Honorable uh, Adams sent the questions to, uh, to the Secretary of the Committee. And then uh, Honorable Boni. <coughs> in that order. Thank you. Honorable Sondi. Thanks, Chair. In Africa, I'm not my equal rights staff. I'm trying to be very quick because I have few questions. Your Chair, the person we are at the second question, Chair, with regard to the, uh, the target that were not meant outlined by the DG, the officer signal which if targets uh, were not met, it affects the budget performance. Uh, the person that I just wish to know, uh, who, who, who the department, 
does the department has the capacity to achieve these uh, targets that were not achieved at a space of, of three months instead of, 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 of the, the, the targets of six months are they going to achieve in, in, in three months? The second was Chair, is with regard to the, the performance of the budget, is the department going to avoid the under expenditure at the end of the financial year? And the, the, the fourth one, Chair, has turnaround plans submitted to the DG uh, by November where targets were not met, as the report indicated. Last one, Chair, are we expecting the, the positive or different reports on the affected programs in, in, the, in the second quarter in, uh, Thanks, Chair. I think you've uh, made enough. And if you have a longer thanks. Thank you, Honorable Zondi. The next Honorable Member is Honorable Malomani. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Greetings to everyone. Chair, let me also welcome the presentation from the department. And by studying my input, I will just like to commend the department for achieving the 100% of its quarterly targets for program one. I, Bamsuelu President, Naizolo, the 30 days payment of invo invoices must be like that. So I want to commend the department for that. The other thing I, I think ooh, Honorable Zondi has just covered me on the issue of when are they appointing the CEO, the CFO. The other matter is that on the targets that they were not achieved, is there any plan that they've made or how did they try to solve those ones that have never been achieved as outlined in this report due to the challenges that they have faced. The other matter that is in the news or wherever, the issue of attendance in the stadiums. I just want to find out on the issue of the, uh, how is the department dealing with that issue of, of the fence into the stadiums to say how are they dealing with that issue? Is there any way that maybe they can give us anything to say? As we can see in some other countries, they do have fence. And I just want to find out what are the plans and what is going to happen or what is happening so far. The other matter, what I... I want to ask on the issue is that on the issue of the of the committee that the, in relation to the plan that transfer made to the Tsong Museum of South Africa, the department should elaborate more on this matter. Will this have knock on effects on the entity cash flow problems, or has this early transfer resolves the matter? That's my intake, and we'll really appreciate DG if we can have those T-shirts so that we can also start wearing them where we are constituted in our in our different provinces, so that they can see that Netball 2023 is on the way. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Malomani, uh, Honorable Denise. 
thank you, um, Chairperson. I would like to thank the. Oh, was, the I'm sorry. I'm sorry, oh. Honorable. This is Honorable uh, uh, Bonnie. I'm sorry. I'm sure, sorry, sure. Honorable. Okay. Now, thank you, Chairperson. Good morning, colleagues. And uh, let me also take the opportunity, Chairperson, to appreciate and welcome the report as presented to us this morning. Uh, starting my uh, input or comments or questions, let me start by also appreciating the preparations and the information we got regarding the netball uh, games that are still coming and how far the department is. I think we need to also acknowledge and appreciate that information. The other part, comrades, uh, Chairperson, where I want to make comments is on the issue of the slides that were presented here, particularly starting with page 34 that talks to moral regeneration. I think uh, there is a need, there is a need as being part of sport, moral regeneration plays a very important role in our society, particularly when it comes to the issue of young people. I think sports has to play a major role on that part I know there is a moral regeneration movement and the reports is that there hasn't been any reports coming so far. I think we need to emphasize on that part, uh, Chairperson, in making sure targeting in the main the youth because we've got a huge problem of youth nowadays. There is issues of drugs that uh, is really swallowing and taking away that uh, layer of young people many young people in our country. And we need such programs or activities or programs like your moral regeneration that will start to instill that sense of belonging, that sense of cohesion in our society. Because also when we, when we talk about moral regeneration, regeneration, we take it hand in hand with um, nation building because you cannot build a nation where you don't take along young people in the country as being the leaders of the, of tomorrow who will be members of parliament who will be playing major roles in our society so these programs of moral regeneration are really really important and we need to pay attention to it and the movement must assist the department of sports in reporting and coming up with programs in making sure that these things are taken forward. Going forward, a chairperson is a question to, in there are two items in page 36 and page 40. Page 36 that talks to the turnaround uh, plan that was supposed to be submitted to the, to the DG and also the two flagships in page 40. That talks that were also to be submitted by November last year. One just wants to know whether these have been uh, submitted and how far are the issues regarding that? Because in the report it says that they were to be submitted. So we think that one thing that by now maybe the DG or the department has received those. So maybe if we can just get clarity on that one. And then the other one is uh, one of the slides, a uh, chairperson that talks to, uh, in page, I think it's slide 42 or page 42, 
the 300 artists that were placed in school. And the report there says that no need for reporting. I think when you take people to school, it's a very good initiative. It's a very good program. And as a society or as a committee in the main, we would like to be informed how far are those uh, people who were placed in school, how are they furthering in terms of learning or the education that they are receiving. So I think it's very much of a important that there is a report on that because as they go in, we need to know how many have been successful, who have achieved or have completed whatever course that is, and then how many more are still coming in because education is continuing and it cannot be just said that no, no reporting needed. We need a particular report regarding that. And then also on uh, the heritage promotion uh, slide 43, uh, Chairperson, I will talk to slide 43 and slide 46. That talks to heritage promotion, the flag and national symbols. I think the flag uh, in any country plays a major role. And you will see with the flag how it is hosted, hoisted or, yeah, hoisted that people who are really carrying that flag really do love their country and respect the flag because any flag in any country must be respected by the people or by the citizens. It is not something that you can throw on the floor. Even when you hoist it, you make sure that it doesn't touch the ground. Now, I've, uh, there's a part that talks to some flags being given to number of schools in, in the country, which is a good thing because the flag is a pride and young people or even elderly people who don't understand needs to be taught about the, 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 the symbols of our country, the flag and all that, because uh, the flag must be our pride. And we need to instill that in our communities that we need to respect the flag, we need to respect the country. You cannot be seen around burning the flag and throwing it around and all that. So I think that is a good move that the department is doing. And we need more of such programs and making sure that young and upcoming uh, young people are taught these things seriously, even from their schools. And also, when you talk about heritage, there are talks up on the report about uh, libraries and investing in making sure there's books and everything in the libraries and other heritage spaces in our in our communities. But I think as a department, as we go around, we need also to instill in communities, people living around those libraries to take ownership, to, to guard, to, to really love and be jealous about what has been put there. So that when we go, uh, when we have a protest in our communities, the people must be the ones who are protecting those uh, facilities, making sure that they are not being vandalized, making sure that they are not being burned when there are service delivery protests, because we need to make sure that children have continuous access to these uh, facilities to learn where the country comes from and where, uh, how far we have come as a country or as a nation. So I think we need to instill that sense of ownership and guarding of facilities, including schools. Where schools, we put a fence today, tomorrow the fence is gone. So I think if only we can start doing that in our communities, really we will have 
a, a united nation and we will have a, a, a the cohesion, the, the peace and the safeguarding of facilities because a lot of money are invested in, in, in these facilities and to see them going, you know, not taken care of, not being guarded properly, it, it really, it's, it's, it's not, it, it gives another, you, you, you feel bad about how we see them going down and not being properly maintained going forward. Also, uh, we need also to encourage, I know there are some centers or hubs that we are talking about, but we need to make sure that and encourage young people to start participating, to go in numbers to these centers where they are going to learn arts, cults, and other uh, issues around arts and culture and so on, performing in other areas. I think those who are in the performance industry or arts, they will understand better that it is important to train them whilst they are still young so that we keep more young people active in really sensible and meaningful activities than having them in corners and being swallowed and drowned in drugs and other ills in our society. Those will be my inputs, uh, Comrade Chair. Thank you so much. Thank you, um, Honorable um, Bonnie. Uh, Honorable Adams's question. Uh, good morning, Chair. Once again, good morning, members. Chairperson, uh, uh, the questions from Ms. Adams uh, are as follows. She, uh, as the committee... Um, we'd like to commend the department for achieving the 100% quarterly target for the program one. Also commend them for paying uh, the invoices uh, within 30 days. Uh, please keep up the good work. Uh, second question is, what mitigating strategy have been implemented to ensure that uh, plan targets are achieved? Question three, what progress has been made in respect of challenges experienced in the MGE online applications? Um, the fourth question is the department resolved the matter with uh, moral regeneration movement and its failure to, imp to implement programs on behalf of the department. Uh, those are the questions, Chair. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Jabu. On behalf of uh, Mamu Adams, let's go to a problem of network also. Uh, Honorable Denise. Thank you. Um, thank you, Chairperson, and thank you for the presentation. I would like just to um, <clears throat> make a comment. I think on a quarterly report, it is more or less on par with what is expected of a quarterly report. Um, Chairperson, then the DG mentioned um, this whole program, awareness program, about Netball, South, Af Netball, uh, South Africa and the tournament, World Cup coming here next year. Um, I would like to have more information about this Netball Fridays program. Uh, is there anything in the media or can we have any information? I know that a lot of money has been put to, to um, provinces and provinces have given money to municipalities. I'm aware of that in the Western Cape. I'm not fully up to date what is happening in other provinces and that, um, and that we need to monitor whether these um, sports legacy, the, the part of the legacy program was to, to promote all the motivation to the World Cup, get the World Cup here was to promote netball in the rural uh, areas, uh, rural municipalities. 
I think we need to keep an eye on that, that the money that was paid already to the municipalities is spent in preparation of promoting sports and even some host clubs um, for the teams that's coming to visit. Uh, so that's good news. I want to commend the department on that. Um, also, the uh, just from another angle, the two oceans marathon coming to Cape Town uh, this Easter weekend, uh, so international uh, event, and um, <clears throat> I think there's also going to be a lot of activities there. Uh, and on that is the question that the other member asked earlier on about the stadiums, with more um, spectators. The department indicated to us a few months ago that they will approach the command council um, you know to have more numbers at the sports events so i'm just asking if uh, if there is a, a report back on that because it also will affect the two oceans marathon in cape town over the easter weekend which is quite a big number that they expect big numbers to come and they need to work within the protocol existing protocols that that, that currently prevents them or if there is an opening uh, further relaxation on the rules uh, for more athletes and spectators to participate. Chairperson, um, <clears throat> the other point is slide four, the mass participation, I understand with COVID and uh, um, the schools not able to, the department not able to continue all that plans. Uh, I just want to ask the question on that development of sports development grant. What is happening to that money? If the programs can't continue, what's happening to the money? And then um, on program two, um, my question was about, I think, slide 25. Um, <coughs> excuse me, the technical and management support to municipalities. So I would like to know what, what municipalities we are referring to and what type of projects is going on there in terms of the infrastructure. It's good. Um, information, but I think the, the department can give us a bit more information on, on that programs. Um, I would like to know on slide 18, um, the department indicate they're responsible for transformation in sports. I just would like to, um, to know what this transformation in sports means uh, in that context on, on slide 18, and if we can have a report of what the department is doing on, on transformation. Then on slide 29, there's a point on the national lang language services. There's currently, a, in Parliament last year, there was, with questions to the Minister, there was a big debate between the, the DAMP, Leon Schreiber, and the National Minister for Education about, about these Indigenous languages. And the Minister actually said, it is, the, the, the higher education work was the language as provided by the Department of of arts and culture sports um, for the indigenous languages. So I, I think I'm, I'll write a question to the department or the minister about clarity on that. Chairperson, um, I would like to, um, coming to the underspending, I would like to support the members only who asked the questions about the underspending. I understand the second quarter is, is, is a difficult one because the third quarter where the adjustment budget comes in is always a more interesting one, I would say. But I think yes, he's right. We have only six weeks to go to the end of the financial year. So the question I will ask now is what is the red flags? Um, besides the COVID and all the other restrictions we have, what is the red flags in terms of, of the, of the under expenditure 
that we do not end up the end of the year financially coming with a, a huge under-expenditure. But six weeks is there now. I'm encouraging the department to do all it can to have the money spent. <coughs> so I'm chairperson on slide five. There was a comment on underspending, and the reason given there was that payment uh, will be made or must made in the third quarter. And I found that answer very strange. It could be a solution, but it can't be a reason why there's an underspending that the money was paid in the third quarter. That was in slide five. Um, and then slide 12, chairperson under recreation and development and sports promotion. The actual expenditure there was 34.4%. Um, and um, uh, hopefully going forward that there will be opportunities to spend that money. But I also am, I'm concerned about if there's a big under-expenditure there, what is the department going to do to um, to leverage that will, in the adjustment budget? Will the money be shifted to other programs? Vediments will come in. What what solution is there on, on that um, underspending? Um, Chief Persona, um, and I think I, with the understanding, I wanted to know um, um, if 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 we, as a department, will be, um, uh, if I can put it that way, the, the arts and culture areas, um, that money that was not spent under the presidential uh, programs, what, what is the what is the update on that um, um, outstanding money that needs to be to be paid over to these um, organizations or institutions? Thank you, Chairperson. That's my questions for now. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Dennis. The next uh, Honorable Member is Honorable uh, Veronica. Thank you, Chairperson. And also thank you for the presentation. I just want to start by saying that I'm quite uh, disappointed that the president didn't even mention our department or our sector last night. But uh, that having been said, um, my first question is on slide nine. Um, I just want to find out the number of youth uh, focus the art uh, development programs that um, in which of these uh, uh, provinces are they, and um, on what basis are they allocated? Um, I sort of want to know how you decide or identify which youth will benefit from it, and then I want to know on the same slide the projects. Um, if uh, that were and were not supported students and the adult economy program. Um, and I just want to know why the um, impact was not achieved. Um, also the reason or the basis on which these allocations or support are decided on. Um, and then I also want to know, uh, still with um, on the Gold economy, I want that program. I want to know um, how many projects have been supported since COVID. Um, if we maybe can get a list and uh, announce allocated um, to that. And slide 18, under sports support, um, is it possible that we can get a list uh, of which sport and creation bodies will share approximate 113 million? And so under um, infrastructure support, um, um, if you can maybe elaborate and um, give us the budget allocation and status of the um, provincial resistance and liberation route. 
I just want to mention, and um, there are forwarded the letter from the um, district staff of the Lily City Heritage Fund to the portfolio chairperson. And um, I want to know what is the perspective of support for this? Um, what is the right going forward um, with a historical beacon like Lily Street, who is unable to survive, um, it seems, without support? Then on slide 22, um, outreach to schools for equipment and attire. And I also want to know uh, who chooses the schools and on what basis again. Um, and then I want to know if any schools in the Namakwa region, specifically Kamisbar municipality, uh, if they receive any support and if not, uh, where can uh, wish list be submitted? Um, slide 54, um, it refers to the lower transport made to the human language technology based on project uh, plans received. Um, I would like to understand that if the department can explain to me what that exactly uh, means. Um, um, I also want to mention that we have a, a number of schools that is starting up in, um, in um, the Namakoi municipal area. And um, do they are they able to apply or how does it work? Uh, slide 56, under machinery and equipment, uh, from my side, I want to know what entity is responsible for digitizing the work um, of Parliament and does our department support in that regard? Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Fandic. Honorable Mshongo. Thanks, Chair. Chair, I would like to apologize. I think I'm on and off on the virtual because I have a problem in the network. But nonetheless, I welcome the presentation. I've got a few questions to ask. Chair, I wanted to find out to the DG directly, what happened to the promise that he gave us that we are going to get flags for each school in our constituency? I think we support that uh, our people or community members must understand and must know what does the flag stands for different colors. But when are we going to get those flags? And another question regarding the Network Friday. I'm proposing that we must support Network uh, Friday, but I'm proposing that can they offer us two like T-shirts that we must wear them on Fridays? and to show that we support network, uh, net, Netball uh, uh, South Africa as they're going to host the event next year. Chair, I wanted to find out, this question has been outstanding for some time regarding the outstanding grant of all athletes or administrators. When are they going to get their grants? And one last uh, question regarding uh, the museum, uh, Lily's Farm. It's a heritage site. I was told that that is the only museum which was saved by the department. What is the reason and why don't we save other museums? Thank you very much, La No, Chair, apologize, apologize. There's last question. I know it's not on the agenda, but this question it's, has been outstanding. Issues of bazaars. Who's getting bazaars from the department? Why are we doing different things? What do you do on your left? You must do it on your right. For an example, there's a lady, she's famous. She's an artist. She's an actor. Oh, Natasha. Natasha claimed that she has received plus minus one million in the department. And to date, I've asked formal question and the minister did not respond. 
they've responded to say they're still looking for uh, documentation and other things. Now I want to find out what is the status of all athletes or all uh, artists to receive buzzers from the department and can they give me an update what is happening with Natasha yes, uh, buzzers program. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Mshongo. Uh, uh, let me also take this opportunity to thank uh, the department, uh, also thanking them that uh, their presentations they did uh, forward them very early. It has been with us. Uh, I cannot repeat, uh, I'm suspecting every member here is uh, said something i'm just i just wanted to check um oh i i wanted uh, to share and remind honorable members that the one other thing that on the 22nd uh, will be having in netball coming to us uh, i'm suspecting if there are gaps from new department uh, will be having an advantage that we have adopted a program where we ask Netball South Africa to come to us. Also, I wanted to find out about school sport. Are schools allowed to return to sport full-time with no restrictions, uh, let alone uh, that other members, they also wanted that um, what is the this team of uh, ministers who are sitting and taking decision uh, on the COVID-19 regulations that uh, in 2000 uh, is, when is it going to be allowed? Um, I'm, I'm putting on adding to uh, that some members did ask that question. Um, what else I was thinking that, because uh, honorable members, they've asked, uh, you think I must not repeat the honorable members. No, or also I, I wanted to check um, the, this understanding in, 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 this, in this past quarter. Uh, are we able uh, to, to manage not, to finish everything that you suppose uh, to finish, I'm worried. I, uh, I would not love to see our department doing it dumping uh, in some other departments and in, in, in some uh, most departments. Come uh, end of financial year, they do it dumping. Uh, of monies, uh, so I, I wish that uh, this understanding come the, the, the last quarter, uh, which were in it, uh, that uh, we must not have uh, a dumping uh, to, to those areas who are supposed to get money in time. I would love that, honorable members, you must lower your hands in order that I must know when you want to do a follow-up questions. Uh, Honorable Denise, Honorable Veronica, Honorable Mshongo, please lower your hands. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, 
DG and the, the, the entire social department. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson, and, and to the Honorable Members. As uh, the names, as questions, information we will try and answer all of them. I've got uh, my team. Uh, maybe I will ask that uh, they do respond, and and then I will uh, close the gaps if there are any uh, in this regard. And um, but uh, I think the one that maybe I must uh, okay. Let me ask uh, DDG. For instance, Chipotamba uh, to start on areas of program one, like when the CFO is going to be appointed, and, and so that we give a direct specific answer and any related question to program one, and then ask DTG can also to be brief on matters of uh, program two, uh, uh, like that uh, program three, DTG Kamal, and then DTG uh, and then close. Uh, please, colleagues, let's try to be just straight to the point because of time. Uh, did you change Padamba and self Thank you, uh, DJ. I, I will start and then I'll leave uh, the financial uh, areas to CFO. Um, I think two straightforward uh, questions when the CFO will be appointed. The process has been completed uh, in terms of uh, uh, giving someone an offer and that has been accepted, accepted for someone who will start on the 1st of March. Um, so uh, we think on that one, we are done. And then uh, another one that I think I'm somehow implicated on it that I can speak to um, is the issue of uh, MRM and uh, moral regeneration uh, targets that have not been achieved. Um, yes, I think we have been keeping uh, very much in touch with the uh, MRM uh, just to understand what are their challenges uh, to put in place a plan uh, as an improvement plan, an improvement plan that has at least uh, taken us to a point of getting some information uh, that says there are some programs that they are implementing However, now we are just battling with them in terms of proper reporting mechanism in line with our requirements. So whilst we have their reports, we have reasons uh, to turn down their reports. Uh, as an example, when reports are submitted to us, not properly signed by respective people who are supposed to sign them. And uh, some other compliance uh, requirements as an example, when they are supposed to give us their audited financial statements and they, they are having some delays in completing their financial statements. Uh, those are the two things that now we are nurturing them on to just push over the, the mark so that we know that at least their reports are complete and they are prescribing to the compliance requirements. Thank you, Dutch. Um, Thank you, Gigi. Uh, Chairperson, the questions for finance. 
uh, where the members are showing concerns on the spending, as uh, rightfully so, the report that we are presenting today is for quarter two. But uh, we can say, uh, DG and uh, honorable members and chairperson, to date, the spending of the department has picked up. We are at 88.2% today or yesterday, because that's the report we received from today and confirming to the um, in the office. So the spending has increased in the different categories. Uh, and then uh, the underspending, that uh, the question that the report was made on uh, Natasha. DG, please unmute. Please mute, DG, sorry. And then uh, there was a question, I think, on um, slide five on the spending where uh, the question was why uh, program two was, or if program two has moved, because in the presentation that we are making, they were at 34%, 34.4. Safe to say to date, program two has moved. They are almost 70%, they were at 68% spending to date on average, the total program. And also uh, the departmental agencies, there was a question where it's saying the departmental agencies, uh, how far are we? And uh, to date, if I can report DG and the members of the committee, the departmental agencies has also increased where the spending under departmental agencies, we are at about 95%, and departmental agencies capital, we are above 80%. So there is movement on the different uh, categories or different, um, uh, what is this, uh, programs. So the spending at year end, uh, I cannot uh, safely say that we would spend 100% of our budget as uh, we still having those uh, vacancies under the COE, where there will be some savings that we can uh, realize. But yes, during adjustment, there were there was movement that we had made where we asking for environment for different uh, categories where we move money to close or to give uh, to other uh, programs. And we're still finalizing our environment for year end, where we are will be going to National Treasury to ask some money, uh, where we cannot via within uh, our limits or from the DG's limits, where we have to move to National Treasury, especially under the transfers. So we will get that, and hopefully by end of uh, February or early March we will be able to disperse those transfers to the required uh, entities or the entities where they had requested. So our spending is going up. And then there was a question of saying, what are we paying under public comps and enterprises? Can we respond later, DG, so that we can give a concise answer to say what spending, uh, what, what, what goes under that? Because I think there was a question to ask, uh, what are the what are the categories or organizations that we're paying there? We can uh, make that maybe a return response because we would need to go to the system and draw the report and give uh, the the committee member that has asked that question. And I'm not sure, DG, should I take the question of uh, Ms. Tahane, or DG would answer that? 
Yes, I will, I will address it. Thanks. Thank you, teacher. Then I'm finished. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, TG. Good morning, Chairperson, and good morning uh, to the members and uh, the DG and uh, my colleagues. Uh, thanks for the questions. DG, uh, let me just indicate that during the uh, quarter two, the country was in the lockdown levels four and then it went to it was in three it went to four and then it went back to three and that had severe restrictions in terms of number of people who could be indoors and even in gatherings etc and as a result you would see that in sports there were two indicators and then the other issue was that the department of basic education issued their own directions in terms of suspension of school sport activities so you would see that in the performance under recreation development and sport indicators that there is an underachievement in terms of the number of people participating in recreation, sport and recreation events, and also the number of schools that should have been participating in the national school sports championships, the winter games, and also in terms of the, um, uh, the district championships, because in uh, up to July, there was all these restrictions on the Department of Basic Education. So schools activities only started in around August. And you will see that there's an underachievement in that target as well. So those things must be taken into consideration when we look at the environment in which we have to operate. But in terms of the very direct questions, Didi, uh, uh, let me start off with the uh, issue of the performance of the department. Will we avoid, avoid under expenditures, etc.? Uh, just to add to what CFO has indicated, as a department, I think, uh, DG, we had very aggressive discussions around December where we had to look at our budgets, look at our activities, indicate what the commitments are going to be towards the end of until the end of financial year and where we realized that yes they may be under expenditure then we surrendered those there to 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 fund other pressures within you know those line and uh, line items and also within the economic classification so we've done that exercise in january we have also worked with finance as well to look at other commitments and look at further any further areas under expenditure and where we can then also then move things to other line items. Uh, so that exercise has been has been done. Uh, with regard to the um, the area of the attendance at uh, sports events and the the area of the return of spectators, DG, I think you know we've had we've allowed been allowed two thousand people in our stadium. The department has had a team that they worked with, uh, where we've asked we made a call to all our sports federation to submit their plans, and then we looked at their plans, their operational plans for the events. We've had a team that adjudicated and analyzed it, and the team was made up of industry experts in safety, in terms of events, in terms of medical expertise. And then we gave letters of approval to those federations for different events. And then that was basically for the 2000. And then DG and uh, Chairperson, we also had a proposal that we sent through to through the to the National Command Council through the various structures where we were indicating what is the plan now because obviously we want 
We want more people to get to stadia because also it has effects for economic development. So we put together a proposal indicating, you know, what measures must be taken. People need to be vaccinated. What are the measures in terms of social distancing, ensuring that we, 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 we don't have people who have comorbidities or older people who are going to the stadium at this stage. So we did put a proposal, but I think, in the proposal, uh, Chairperson, we also spoke of a very phased-in uh, uh, approach of getting people into stadia. For example, we said by a certain time, a maximum of 4,000 vaccinated persons should be in indoors or not exceeding 50% of the capacity, and outdoors a maximum of 20,000 vaccinated people, uh, not exceeding again 50%. And then the next step would be at a, at a later stage, we can then look at 6,000 vaccinated people indoors and not exceeding 50% of the capacity and a maximum of 20,000 vaccinated persons outdoors, not exceeding 75% of the capacity. And then we also looked at events and exhibitions of between 2,000 and 5,000 people uh, to be allowed at 50% of the capacity of the venue to ensure social distancing, et cetera, and ensuring that proper uh, protocols are observed. And a similar thing we said we need to look at, you know, sport and cultural events, which have been approved by the relevant, by the minister, that there's a limit to a maximum of 50% of the venue capacity. So those are some of the proposals that we've put into place. Uh, Madam Chair, you must also remember that as we were putting these proposals, there were also other discussions about the end of the disaster management, uh, uh, the state of disaster uh, uh, of disaster that the president has been talking about. So we've also then had to make inputs into uh, other initiatives to say, if the state of disaster ends, what other measures, what measures we must still consider if we continue, because state of disaster means there's no regulations or no directions, but we still there's still a pandemic. So we have made a submission in terms of if there's no state of disaster, what are the measures? And some of the measures said we must be able to provide guidelines, which we've already provided to our sector in terms of what guidelines must be in place if we have to have more spectators and more audiences, etc. So we have indicated that in our new proposals, should there be no uh, state of the disaster, we've also indicated in terms of our regulations or our Act of the Safety and Sport and Recreation Events Act, where there can be immense made so that it takes, it factors in any measures uh, that will then also consider uh, COVID or the pandemic or any other such things. We've also looked at our own SLAs that we sign with anyone so that it strengthens it to consider you know, any contractual obligations we have. So that is uh, uh, with regard to the spectators. And let me also then respond, Madam Chair, to the uh, similar question that has been asked by uh, uh, Member the Honourable Dennis around, you know, during Easter, there's going to be a marathon and what is the approach? Let me indicate, Madam Chair, that 
you know, that is a return to sporting activities. It falls under the return to sporting activities. We have already worked with athletics and with cycling and others who have mass-based events like Comrades Marathon and the Cape Town Marathon to Oceans and all these cycling events. And they've done a blueprint of all activities that they want, all the measures that will have all of their major activities and road races like the Comrades, like the two oceans like uh, the Sanlam uh, Cape Town Marathon uh, or the cycling Joburg cycling race etc so they've all done a blueprint um, and I think some time ago we've already uh, looked at it we've had the medical people analyze it the minister has signed off approval for it so that becomes a blueprint for all of their activities. So that is already in place in terms of the major events. And I think I've spoken about the issue of the uh, Stadia global um, tennis. And then uh, um, I think uh, from uh, Honorable Bonnie, we sp who spoke about the moral regeneration movement, I think in our strategic, strategic session, we have uh, um, discussed this of how we look at high impact programs, not only for sport, but also arts and culture in the heritage sector that will then focus on the moral regeneration program and social cohesion so that it addresses all of the social ills, etc. We already work with a, um, uh, our partner, the Sport for Social Change Network, and many, many of the programs there are already addressing some of this, but we are meeting with them to look at their own strategic plans to see alignment with our one as well. And for them then to be an agency in areas that some of the province may not go to the NGOs because they are an umbrella body for NGOs. So to make sure that these programs are run by the NGOs. Um, the other area of uh, um, the mass participation grant, uh, the sports development grant, um, Chairperson, that's the biggest part of our budget, about almost uh, more than 50% of our budget goes to the Mass Participation and Sports Development Grant. The grant is allocated to the nine provinces in terms of a formula. We don't only use the equitable share to make sure that the provinces get the funding. We actually use a formula of a base allocation of 20 million rands throughout the nine provinces. And then we look at then the equitable share. And then for the Northern Cape, because of the fact that the Northern Cape would always get the smallest share of the, of the budget, we have a grant sacrificing scheme where KwaZulu-Natal and Gauteng would sacrifice a small portion. I think it's about 5 million in total. And that is then allocated to uh, the Northern Cape. We have a grant framework because it is regulated in terms of the Division of Revenue Act. So we have a grant framework that articulates how the grant must be utilized and what and for what purpose it must be it must serve. Uh, let me indicate, Madam Chair, that 50% of that grant is allocated to school sport. And I think in the discussion that we had last week, the minister had articulated what are the areas that school sport grant covers. But it also looks at other areas of uh, community sport development, club development, active recreation, 
and and you know the uh, purchase of equipment, tire capacity development initiatives, and also strengthening the sports confederations in the provinces. Uh, so grants are also allocated from that grant to them, um, uh, and some some port and, and especially towards the employment of sports coordinators, club development coordinators, um, and community sports coordinators, and also a part goes towards the administration where they employ. Uh, 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 staff on a permanent basis to do the administration of the grant. Um, and Madam Chair, just to indicate that part of the grant is also allocated towards the Netball World Cup 2023. Um, so that how, that's how uh, the grant is uh, allocated. We have business plans that the provinces uh, submit to us on an annual basis. We look at that. They're reporting a lot of the, the deliverables in the provinces are based on the customized indicators, all the indicators that we see in our performance report here, Chairperson. A lot of the provinces actually deliver on some of those um, uh, targets. And so they provide us with reports on a monthly and a quarterly basis with their performance information and uh, portfolio of evidence. Um, with regard to uh, transformation in sports, the issue of transformation, yes, it is an indicator. It is linked to the report of the eminent persons group where we have 19 sports federations that are part of the transformation audit. We provide, uh, and, and all of these 19, province, uh, 19 federations have signed SLAs with SASCOC to deliver on targets that they have set for themselves. And um, we measure that, we give them data sheets, they give us reports at the end of the financial year, and that then um, informs the status of transformation in different areas in all the dimensions. There's about 46 areas or 47 areas, areas that they have to give us reports on. We then analyze that report, and on an annual basis, there's a EPG transformation report that is provided that gives you the status of transformations in all of those sports codes. And if they don't meet their targets of having 50% in terms of the barometer, then there are penalties that the those federations would face. Um, with regard to the attire and equipment in schools, uh, um, Honorable uh, Van Dijk had asked a question, is we provide equipment and attire to quintile one, uh, mostly quintile two and three schools. So those are the poorest, the no-free schools. So those are the target schools. And there is uh, there are norms and standards. We provide equipment and attire to seven codes of sport. Uh, it is also dependent on what facilities are available at schools. Schools need to be registered on the school sport program uh, to be beneficiaries of the equipment and attire so that as we provide equipment and attire, we make sure that they're part of the school sport program. They participate at school level, in competitions, at ward levels, at district levels, and the provincial levels. And there's an opportunity for young learners to then participate at the national school sports championships. At this stage, uh, I'm not able to tell you exactly the figures for the region that you have indicated, but we will get the figures and perhaps respond to you in writing around that.
the question uh, from uh, Honorable Mishlongo around the, the outstanding grants. Uh, let me indicate, Chairperson, you know, uh, this question, yes, it has come before. There is a process of how the grants are allocated. And I think it's important to understand that, you know, this is public funds. And when we provide funding to anyone, there must be a, uh, a process of how it's done. There must be accountability. And also, we must be able to say that the funds are used for its intended purposes. Now, with regard to the grants that we allocate, there's a process of where we, we send notifications to our sports bodies for them to supply all their compliance documents, which is often in March for the preceding year and beginning of the financial year. Then we call the call for funding includes a detailed guidelines of all the compliance documents. And this includes the audited financial statements, the AGM minutes, the internal financial questionnaire, the copy of the constitution. And once we re receive this, we have an assessment team that evaluates the submissions and we allocate the findings according, accordingly. And this is guided also by the National Sport and Recreation Plan. And we also look at the EPG findings. Then there's an adjudication committee that's constituted by both the department and also with SASCOC, and they then adjudicate any delays in transferring funds to these bodies is attributed to delays in them submitting all the required compliance documents, particularly their audited financial statements. And there are several reasons for this. There's non-alignment of sports bodies financial year to that of the government. Some entities have their financial year end in October, for instance, which means their books can only be audited thereafter. Even then, the entity must still boast its AGM to adopt and approve the financial statements. Some entities have changed their financial year to in, year end to align with that of government, but they still have their AGMs late in the year to approve the financial statements. We have written to the entities to recommend that they alter their financial year end to coincide with that of the department to alleviate this a directive of uh, 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 by SASCO. We also asked SASCO to issue such a directive. So in, in terms of the status quo uh, chairperson, there's a total of 33 sports federations that were compliant and they received their payment by the end of December. And in the system at the moment, we have another 12 that will be, it is being processed and they will receive it. There are another three that are waiting approval and uh, another five have only recently submitted their documents. So if you have to count that, we, we actually have funding for 65 federations. If we count all that numbers, it means the balance have not complied. They will not receive their, their grants. So what we do, Madam Chair, is where there is funding now, okay, they don't receive the grant, we make another call and we look at other places where funds are required and we allocate it into that part. Uh, to those uh, bodies that come through. So that, Madam Chair, is the uh, the issue of the outstanding grants. With regard to Chairperson, um, um, I know my Chairperson was asking whether we will finish uh, and do everything that we're supposed to. I think this is a quarter two report, Madam Chair. Um, a lot of our activities in program two have taken place in quarter three. Yes, we still have some challenges with numbers. 
again. Um, and we have not uh, achieved some of those targets even in quarter three. And when we come to present, perhaps then we will provide that information. But we do have a plan and we have commitments for quarter three. And a lot of the, and in quarter three, a lot of the programs couldn't take place like school sport championships, which would have taken place in December. We would have had expenditure in quarter three and we didn't. So many of those projects are now have been moved. We're having school sport championships that should have been, should have taken place in quarter two. It should have taken place in quarter three. We've now moved it, all of it now uh, in quarter three in quarter four. So last week we had some of the codes and to, in the middle of March we're having some codes and towards the end of March we're going to have some codes so that we get to the 5,000 schools and we spend the money that has been allocated. Uh, Chipperson, I think I've tried to cover as many of the uh, questions but I will be guided if I have left out anything as well and I think DG will also um, uh, uh, enhance. Thanks a lot, uh, Chipperson. Thank you, TTG. Yes, TTG. I was asking for DTG in the my chairperson on the program. So uh, thank you. Okay, can, thank you. Uh, I thought I was proceeding. <laughs> okay, Should quiet, Dr. Kumar. Sorry, DTG Kumar, yeah, the program three. Okay, um, thank you. Thank you very much. Let me just show my face and then I'll switch off. Uh, if you allow me, uh, Chairperson, uh, good morning to you and, and the honorable members, DG and my colleagues. Um, I would be um, responding to the questions with respect to the arts, culture, promotion and development branch that is within program three. Uh, Honorable uh, members asked um, questions, and there were several questions that were coming from different members with respect uh, to the targets that were not met. And I will start by responding to that, uh, Honorable Chair. Uh, on on uh, quarter two, which is the um, uh, quarter for which we are reporting to, as ACPD, <clears throat> there are two targets that we could not achieve. Uh, the one on the number of uh, youth-focused as development programs, and then the second one on the number of uh, projects that we support in as far as MGE is concerned. Okay. Let me just start with the youth-focused as development programs. Uh, just starting with a bit of a background for the, for the members. Um, this particular target is made up of four programs. Um, it is the arts education and training program. It is the youth enrichment uh, program and the youth access program. Uh, the last one being the Young Patriots uh, program. The first three programs that I, I mentioned, uh, Chair, which is the arts education and training program, the youth enrichment program, and the arts access program. And maybe let me just indicate that the arts, arts uh, the two arts education and training and the youth enrichment are targeting the in and out of school youth. And then the arts access program is where we are in partnership with the Department of Correctional Services, uh, targeting the juveniles um, in these centers. So, Chairperson, with the first three programs, 
um, we undertake and implement these programs through an open call pro- process where um, we would advertise uh, openly uh, in different media platforms and we will then get proposals in line with the guidelines that we have put in place and based on that, we will then appoint uh, those that would uh, be implementing these programs together with us uh, in line with these three programs that I have mentioned. At the end of the second quarter, as DG indicated in his presentation, um, we had experienced delays uh, emanating from uh, the time at which we advertised Uh, but also the extension that we had to make when we got complaints from the sector um, about uh, some that could not access our advert in in the platforms where we had advertised. And we had then to extend the time up to the end of August which then compromised uh, us also in terms of being able to finalize first the adjudication of those proposals and the appointment and the completion. We, however, Tepesin have managed to catch up in as far as that particular target is concerned, such that we were able to achieve uh, and complete uh, all the programs uh, within these particular three areas by the end of the third quarter. And we got a positive um, in as far as achievement of this target. However, I do need to point out, Chairperson, that um, in terms of the our planning and project management, that is a focus area for us in terms of reviewing, which we have started already, the, the model that we use in delivering against these particular uh, proposals. I mean, sorry, uh, programs, particularly changing uh, the model of seeking for proposals in execution uh, of these programs. The last one within the Youth Focus as Development Program is at the Young Patriots Program, which we implement through the NYDA and the provinces in all the nine provinces of in the country. We are on track with this particular program, uh, Honorable Chair and members, and we would, as I have indicated, that we have already achieved as of the third quarter. The Young Patriots program is an annual target, and in line, uh, in terms of the reports that we are um, assessing and evaluating, we would uh, be able to achieve this particular uh, performance indicator come end of the financial yeah, in terms of the annual reporting. The second target that we couldn't achieve, as I said, there were two in ACPD chair, uh, is the one on the MGE target. Again, I would uh, want uh, just to quickly go through a background to outline what makes up this target. This target is made up of, again, four different programs. It is the Africa month, which we report on during the first quarter, and it was reported on and, 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 and uh, achieved. And then for the second and the third and the fourth quarter of the year, uh, there are these uh, three other programs. It's the national flagship projects. There are six of them. It's the provincial flagship projects, wherein each province 
would be um, allocated an amount of 4 million. And then they would indicate to us through proposals and business plans that they would submit which events, festivals, exhibitions uh, they would be holding in support of the industry within those provinces. So those those will then be submitted by the head of department of, of that particular province um, in line and, with, and within the allocated 4 million. And that falls under the third category of the provincial flagships. The last category within this target are the, is the MTE open call. The MTE open call is also made up of three subcategories, which is the touring ventures, uh, which could be local or international, which is public uh, art. And then lastly, um, it's the cultural events, which is mainly uh, would be again events, uh, activities uh, covering also or including uh, some of the provincial based uh, festivals. So, Chairperson, at the end of the second quarter, um, as indicated in the presentation, we had experienced a myriad of challenges, mainly around uh, our move to the online system, uh, where we were trying to accommodate the challenges of access um, brought about by the pandemic, uh, where physical uh, submitted documents um, and the like were deemed to be a challenge. But as indicated in the presentation, it proved to um, also present quite a lot of other challenges that we engaged CETA, who are the ones that are uh, running the system for the department on, and we continue to look at how we can be able to mitigate against these challenges together with CETA. But over and above the system issues um, indicated again in the presentation was the issue of the overwhelming number of applications. We stood at about 4,000 applications versus an average of about 1,000 maximum of 1.4 that used to be received when MGE open call goes out. And also the adjudicators availability and number where we had then in response to the overwhelming number of applications to increase the number from six to 10. But also it meant that the additional four had to also be competent in terms of being provided an orientation or induction training so that the standard could be maintained. As part of the way uh, of um, making sure that we deal with the challenges, especially of open call, we are intending to go on an open call uh, for next financial year uh, before this financial year ends, uh, Honorable Chair, so that we can be able to deal with the issues of timelines and being able to have a process map that is being adhered to. In as far as the red flags are concerned, uh, Honorable Member um, uh, Joseph was asking us to also indicate what are the red flags in as far as the targets that we could not achieve uh, are concerned. In as far as MGE is concerned, the red flag would be the provincial flagships. I am comfortable with where we are with the national flagships.
Uh, most of them have been implemented. Those that have not been implemented, we have got specific dates for the month of February and March when they would be um, run by uh, the different uh, providers uh, of those uh, national flagships. MGE open call in as far as the target in the APP. I am also uh, comfortable, honorable chair and members, that in as far as the target in the APP is concerned and the MGE open call numbers and where we are with that, because here we have to enter into contracts, unlike uh, the relief funds where you would be applying and supplying us with compliance documents. With the MGE projects, we had to enter into to contracts. So it goes through the legal process of contracting those uh, particular uh, beneficiaries. Uh, but in terms of the numbers, I am assured that we'll be able to achieve that. Um, the red flag is with the provincial flagships. We have uh, had several meetings with the provinces uh, due to the constant changes that um, they are actually subjecting this process to, but also other challenges pertaining the agencies that they appoint to implement in terms of their compliances uh, or their compliance documents, which we have to get before we can be able to transfer any money. So I would say for me, that is the red flag. However, we are um, having... Um, through uh, uh, in line with our turnaround plan that we submitted to the DG, we are having continuous um, engagements and interventions to ensure that it doesn't translate to fiscal dumping on a remote So if I then move on, I was covering a question here to a person that was talking to the issues of targets. As I said, it came from different members, but I also tried to respond to the issue of the turnaround plan, which I, I can confirm, Honorable Zondi and also Honorable Marekwa, that indeed we did submit to the DG as indicated uh, by the due date. I also have responded to the question from, and hopefully responded to the question from Honorable Marekwa regarding the flagship projects. Yes, indeed, those two that are reported in the um, indicated in the presentation have been implemented. Uh, in as far as national flagships are concerned, we are on track. But as indicated, we have challenges with those that come through from provinces and. Uh, mainly due to the constant changes which we have to accommodate because we do get reasons from the heads of departments of why those changes are being uh, suggested. There was a question, Honorable Chair, on the artists placed in schools. I, I, I would want to perhaps in responding to it also just give a quick background. This particular uh, program um, is being implemented in schools um, it is not necessarily the artists that are being educated, but it is an intervention uh, by the department that wants to ensure that within the curriculum, this particular learning area that deals with the issues of the cultural and creative industries is actually being practically um, 
communicated and taught to the uh, learners at school. So these artists, the 300 artists that we are talking about, are the ones that actually provide um, the, 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 the education, um, or, but on the practical side of things, in line with the curriculum as provided by the Department of Basic Education. Due to COVID-19 in the previous financial year, not the current year, we had to look at how we, uh, we um, review and readapt this program so that it can also be uh, provided uh, online uh, using whatever mode is accommodated by the schools. And we are on track with this particular program. And we are looking at an average of about 36 artists that have been placed in schools to support the educators uh, in this learning area. But also uh, the numbers currently that we are sitting with exceed 300. We are sitting at 338. However, when we report at the end, we would then be indicating um, as this is an annual target but we are on track with this target as we have, as I'm indicating, and um, the average is 36 going up to 42. About two provinces have appointed about 42 artists um, to run this program in the schools. Uh, there was a question that I couldn't uh, hear quite well from Honorable Joseph on the issue of the indigenous languages. Perhaps you can assist. However, what I, ca I can indicate, because it also made reference, if I heard correctly, um, to what goes on in higher education institutions. And um, I would want to just respond to say, through our um, entity, which is the pencil, each of the official, if I can just talk to the official languages, including those that are indigenous, categorized as indigenous, have got um, the national language boards that are specifically dealing, for instance, with Africans, um, uh, aspect rela related to Isitosa, etc. And that is how we are able to ensure and also deal with the complaints that come through with respect to non-adherence uh, to the Act, as it were. However, uh, with the Department of Basic Education and also with the department that deals with the higher education institutions, they also have got their own areas uh, of responsibility. There are domains for which they are responsible for in terms of the utilization of the language. But we also as a department have got certain, um, we have got particular areas of responsible responsibility as determined by the Act executed through PENSALP and through the 11 national language bodies that comprise of independent experts from within the industry and within the general public. Um, I, I, I would I want, uh, DG, if I didn't hear that question very well, uh, also perhaps then to be redirected if, if uh, uh, maybe DG cannot be able to fill in if I had not adequately covered it. The question from uh, Honorable Van Dijk that spoke to the issue of the Youth Focus Arts Program, I hope I have responded that the programs, there are four different programs, but however, within each and every program, 
through the open court process, as I said, it's executed through an open court process. You will then have a particular number, for instance, uh, within the youth enrichment program, you will have seven projects that get implemented and, 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 and it depends on what budget we had allocated. And it's across the province and if required, Honorable Chair, we can then be able to provide the detail uh, behind this uh, in terms of the allocation and which provinces. Um, I, I, if I had correct, it's just that I'm in the office, the network sometimes is, a, is very poor, so I, I might have been losing some of the connection as the questions were being asked by honorable members. But just lastly, I wanted to also say, uh, if I had correctly, uh, Honorable Fandek was wanting information on the projects that we have su su supported since, since COVID-19, uh, which um, indeed we can be able to provide that list um, of those projects uh, or beneficiaries, if it is beneficiaries um, that were being requested for. Um, Honorable Chair, um, DG, um, thank you very much. DG? DG? Yes, Chairperson, may I go to Mr. Dema, will then uh, immediately come in. There was something about ladies' leave, about um, um, Thank you. Thank you very much, Digi. Thank you very much, Chairperson and other members of the committee and my colleagues. Um, maybe let me start by comments that were made by Honorable uh, um, Marevoa, um, which uh, were comments about uh, national symbols, uh, flags in particular, issues of etiquette, uh, and the need uh, of uh, ensuring that uh, uh, these uh, national symbols are promoted. Uh, I think it's important that I bring to the attention of the Honorable Marekwa uh, the work that the department has been doing and is still doing in that particular area. For instance, we, are, we have worked with the Department of Basic Education and we have together uh, done a publication which is called My Country South Africa celebrating our national symbols. This is the book that was printed in 2006 and 2008. Uh, the contributions were from both uh, former DAC and DPE. This has, was, these were distributed to schools. Over and above this, posters or national symbols were also printed. And, and I must say that uh, there was a reason why we did this. We did this because we, 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 we were of the view, uh, of course, following African adage that, that says, more particularly the Zulu one, which says, Zibanjwa Zisema Pupu, which, which means that uh, it's always good to teach, impart values, norms, and mores when the children are still young. So that's an approach that we have adopted, and they continue now to print and reprint these documents as part of the, the curriculum in, in schools. But of course, uh, we need to also serve the public. And uh, over the last couple of years, we have also produced what we call the National Identity Passport of Patriotism. That's the booklet also, which covers national symbols, and it explains 
each and every symbol, as well as the etiquette. So I thought it prudent that uh, I need to uh, highlight this. And also you touched the uh, Honorable Varegua on matters of libraries. Uh, and of course, the, the, the significance of, of libraries, the, the significance uh, of ensuring that uh, uh, communities, uh, they, they have ownership of these libraries so that there is less vandalism. And of course, the banning of libraries, uh, which is uh, uh, something that is rife within our communities. We take that, uh, uh, we, we take note of that, uh, Honorable. But of course, in, in building these libraries, we work on the basis of business plans that come from provinces. And I think it's always important that as we receive these uh, business plans, we should always ensure that they are based on needs assessment. Because in our view, in most cases, where libraries are, the requests are coming from communities. In most com cases, communities do protect uh, those libraries. But of course, uh, one cannot uh, then uh, make that guarantee because uh, in every society, in every community, there are these elements that uh, then get out of order despite the fact that uh, the particular community might actually be valuing and cherishing that particular facility. But you have got those elements uh, in every situation. But I do agree that uh, we need to work with provinces in ensuring that uh, people believe, uh, you know, uh, uh, protect these uh, uh, facilities because they are of major use when you look at the, the impact that they have in terms of uh, uh, quality uh, education, um, lifelong learning, uh, reading, the culture of reading and writing. Now, um, uh, Honorable Van Dijk, I must say that I couldn't hear uh, uh, the Honorable very well, but I picked up something. And if I am not necessarily responding to the question as per the expectation, I would be very happy to get guided. Now, there was an issue of the list of resistance and liberation um, heritage, which we can provide. And of course, with clear indication of which of these have been completed, which of these are under construction, which of these are under feasibility. And then there was an issue of Lily's leave. I also didn't pick up the question quite well. Uh, I would be guided, but let me also just indicate, uh, Honorable Van Dijk, you know, the, 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 the whole issue around the support of, of Lily's leave, it dates back. I can mention different uh, ministries that had to deal with this matter and also that had to make some um, even recommendations in terms of how the relationship had to be regulated between the department and the Lily's Leaf, dating back to Minister Jordan, Minister Kluwana, Minister Mashatile, up until the current minister. Uh, at some point, we were even, in, in fact, early, at the earliest part, there's always been a, a, a recommendation from our part to say, why don't we ensure that this particular institution is part of our cultural institutions? And it is being declared as a cultural institution in terms of the Cultural Institutions Act of 1998. There is a reason for that, because that particular act in particular it makes provision for the department to give subsidies to those institutions that are declared as such. Now, um, now, 
there wasn't that um, there wasn't that uh, acceptance from uh, Lily Sleep, in particular, the, the CEO. Um, and I'll tell you uh, what 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 it means to be declared as a cultural institution. It means that the minister is an executive authority. It means for the appointment of the members of the board, there is a transparent process where there is call for nominations. Um, there's call for nominations. Um, and it's a public process, uh, and there are criteria that are used to appoint those people. It could be people who have got uh, knowledge in, in heritage, knowledge in museums, knowledge in, in the legal uh, fraternity, in, in, in finances, in, in tourism, because you want all these uh, skills to come together as a critical mass that assists this institution in actually executing its task. Now, not only Lily's Leaf, but there are other institutions uh, that uh, also have refused to become, um, you know, a part of the cultural institutions because also there are reporting requirements. Uh, there are quarterly, you know, the whole strategic planning process, it must be guided by a, a, a government and government priorities, the quarter, quarterly reporting processes, annual pro, uh, reporting processes. Now, if you have to be part of this, uh, 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 regime of institutions under the cultural institutions. You have to comply with this. You have to go through auditing processes by AGSA and all those kinds of things. Now, there has not, Lily's Leaf has not been in favor of that. It's only at the last meeting, which I think happened last year, where you would see the board now warming up to the idea of maybe uh, considering to become the, 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 the cultural institution. So I just thought it, it's very important that we clarify that. So what we have been doing all along with Lily's Living has been a grant in aid. Now a grant in aid, it's the aid that will be made available if it is available. But if it is not available, it is not available. It's unlike the cultural institution aid because there there is an obligation in terms of the law. Well, of course, I'm sure that uh, the committee might be aware of the fact that um, uh, the last project that we supported uh, for Lily's Leaf, we had a problem with the very erratic report that we received. And of course, the, 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 the board also indicated that they were going to do their own investigation on that. So we would then just look at all those things finally and then be able to see and make a determination of how we move forward with this uh, particular item. I don't know whether I'm, I'm, I'm responding to the question as asked, I will be guided. Then, Honorable Nshongo, with regards to the flags, the promise that uh, 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 we will always provide flags, that promise stands, but I'm suggesting, Honorable Nshongo, that uh, maybe if we could get a list of, uh, that, um, uh, of the number of flags that are required, maybe pay a member, um, so that we know that uh, we are able to courier those flags to members. But also there's another alternative, uh, Honorable Mishon, that the, the, each member can indicate um, the schools uh, that they have identified, that they would want flags to be installed, and then the DZEC team will always be available to provide that. If we can get that, 
I, I, I can give that assurance that that will be done. And then I, I couldn't hear very well uh, the, the issue of support to museums uh, that, 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 you know, I only just got uh, the tail end of that. Uh, and I'm not, if, if that, if, if what I heard is what I think, I might have responded to your questions by the question that by the way I responded to, to um, uh, the, the, the issue of Lily's Leaf because uh, Museums that we support and the museums that we, we fund are those that are in terms of the Cultural Institutions Act. Yes, there could have been museums recently that uh, could have been supported through the uh, PESP, uh, Presidential Employment Stimulus Package. For instance, the Hip Hop Museum, which Minister last week uh, launched a Panzer Museum in KZN, as well as um, District 6. They just got uh, funded through the PESP, uh, which is a special funding that was, uh, was made available. But all in all, it's museums that are funded or that are financed by the department are those that are funded in terms of the Cultural Institutions Act. And there is consistency in that uh, because there is an obligation, of course, it's not enough, as you would hear from time to time, Robben Island has run out of funding. It's because it's not enough, but we have that obligation of ensuring that that funding, it does happen. I think that, uh, Honorable Chair, I would want to stop there unless there are questions that I might not have responded to because I could not hear them. Thank you. Uh, in honor of time, can I just uh, secure on the briefly on the issue of the target monitoring and performance and uh, just in that response. Um, thank you, TG. Um, good afternoon or good morning, still two, morning, two minutes to 12. Good morning to the honorable committee members and also to the colleagues in the department. Um, yes, uh, during the second quarter, we did look at our performance and identify some of the shortcomings, especially in terms of um, achieving the targets that have been set. And from that assessment, we then um, undertook um, to then request the, the programs, especially the DDGs, to provide us um, and the DGs office with the turnaround strategies in terms of how they're going to mitigate some of the challenges that they identified in the first two quarters of the year and sort of give us a projections of what um, indicators are at risk of being achieved and what is it that we can be able to um, salvage um, in terms of our turnaround um, and in, in fast-tracking some of the targets. Um, the indications that we got and, and, and also looking at the progress that we've made also in the second quarter is that most of the targets will be achieved. Um, there are two targets that um, are under risk um, of, of, of being underachieved come year end. And the one is around um, the reports, the monitoring reports on the social cohesion compact. Um, and this is a result of the fact that the, the compact has not been finalized yet. And as such, we, we will not be able to generate reports that begin to 
give us a sense of what progress we're making in that regard up until the compact has been uh, finalized. So that's one indicator that um, we will not be able to achieve come year end. The other one relates to the infrastructure, which is in program two. Um, uh, because of the challenges, I think the DDG has outlined around some of the infrastructures that we're pursuing and some of the challenges we confronted around those challenges, uh, around those infrastructure. Uh, but most of the indicators, um, are, uh, those are the two ones that are at a high risk of not being achieved. But most of the other indicators, there's a chance of us achieving the numbers. But in, in, even in saying that, um, the, the highest risk, of course, is when we have to prove um, that we have achieved those indicators through an audit process. And then it implies that we have to work very hard as a department to collate all the portfolio of evidence relating to those particular indicators to all the other indicators except the two that I've outlined so that we can then be able to um, validate or verify that those indicators have been achieved. Um, that's one of the things that has actually uh, let us down in the past. Not that the numbers were not achieved. It's just that um, we were not able to provide the necessary portfolio of evidence to substantiate um, the achievement that we've declared in our reports. And that's something that we pr we're going to be working very hard. And um, we are working hard, as we say, because we've developed the necessary tools to track um, the collation of all evidence relating to the performance indicators that are in our APP. I hope the DG have covered the issues. Thank you. No, thanks very much, uh, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, Can I just uh, deal with the gaps uh, uh, and I'll be brief, Chairperson? Uh, there was a question. There was a question. I'm saying yes, please, DG, go on. No, thanks very much, Chairperson. I think they're starting with the question on the return of spectators and just to indicate that uh, uh, recently we are only awaiting the issue of the process around the ending of the state of disaster. And we have submitted a clear plan uh, that we will utilize what we call and rely on the Safia Act in particular, because then uh, the request by net joints was we must encounter was that we must indicate what will be the measures and legislation that we will rely on as a department uh, to deal with the issue of return of spectators. And the intention is that um, this is talking for two things in terms of safety and security and, uh, and the mitigation plans. Two, it talks to the issue of those who are vaccinated. That, that is, in a nutshell, our submission. And as the president, Honorable His Excellency President Mkosa spoke yesterday about government's consideration of this process. As departments, we were asked to submit detailed plans on how the sectors will be then be able to function uh, if the state of disaster is removed. So we have made a full submission and that uh, this might move uh, potentially even not from 50% uh, 
uh, to higher than 50% of return of spectators, as long as the issues of uh, non-medicinal pharmaceutical, non-pharmaceutical uh, interventions are in place. And uh, we have worked with NETLEC, uh, to which I imparted to in terms of consulting stakeholders to ensure that this does happen. And we have a coordinated response plan uh, when then should the state of disaster be lifted and the return of spectators uh, be allowed uh, at a full capacity or at a 50% capacity. So the department is, as we have committed before, we are working on it. And then the issue around the, the, the Mr. Ndema has spoken to flags for, for members. And all we are asking is that uh, we get that uh, request and we provide a spare request. And if we get the request from honorable members, we then respond accordingly, which must indicate both whether it is just the flag or is it both the flag and the pole and where in which school. So that when we come back, we know that we had the proper submission from honorable member and that they were delivered where they were asked to be delivered. That is what we need in this regard. And then on the issue of the Tone Museum, whether they will survive, what we have done, as we have indicated, is that we have a, they have made a request of about 24 million rand at this stage. Treasury have shown interest in supporting us for all the, 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 the for those that are in a desperate situation, like the Tone Museum, and they have engaged with its own uh, management and board uh, to look at what can be provided to them. At this stage, it's still not 100% of what they want, but we're hoping that uh, it will help start off the challenges they have in this financial year. In our meeting with them this week, we agreed that we will then look at their proposal for financial sustainability, a turnaround plan that they presented to us as a department and uh, we will then engage, but we thought it was priority was to make sure that jobs are saved uh, and that the salaries are paid uh, by end of March so that they are not in that dire situation while we work on their turnaround strategy that they developed. And then on the issue around the, the school sports being fully uh, returned, the answer is yes. Uh, the school sports have returned fully on, with all codes, whether conduct or non-conduct. The only difference is that uh, still, the spectators are still limited to 10,000 as per the guidelines of the directions uh, that have been given. And then on the question relating to the MRM, I, I think here, uh, just to confirm that uh, we did meet with MRM, as well as with the led by, they were led by their chairperson, and then we have a clear outline on how to continue to support them and get them back on the field to make sure that they provide the support they need. And then we were working with them to establish and by indicator. Only thing is that we need to make sure that the reports are, are there, which they have submitted uh, after that intervention. Uh, that uh, PDG is championing, and I'm sure that uh, the issue also of them were them working with social cohesion advocates so that we do not have a uh, disjointed approach on social cohesion. We discussed this matter that we will need to 
streamline the work of MRM along the social cohesion programs or advocate programs. But yes, we are hoping that uh, as we meet them and we meet them, we should be able to release the funds that they need because they had submitted their report and there was just one or two outstanding things uh, to make sure that this program is indeed rolled out. Then the issue of the um, transformation in sport, I think it covers a lot of things, but the basis is on the 19 main codes of sport uh, that we speak about. And those 19 codes of sports are the major ones that we have prioritized, and they are the ones who are currently being monitored in relation to the self-set targets, as well as the charter targets, uh, which are generic, uh, to make sure that there is transformation throughout the value chain, whether it's governance, whether it's coaching, whether it is teams, both the female, the women's teams, as well as male teams, as well as with the junior teams and the senior teams. And those is what we're talking about. But this is also linked to the programs that the department is providing in terms of access to equipment, attire, as well as to the clubs and the hubs and the schools within the vicinity, vicinity where we deliver this uh, particular uh, uh, multiple uh, uh, people sports and uh, that we still continue to do. And so this is about transformation holistically uh, within the sport and fraternity as a whole uh, to ensure that uh, all children in this country have equal opportunity to become part and parcel of national teams and undermine the special distribution of resources based on the architecture. And then, of course, the issue on the return of spectators, as I've spoken, Honorable Member is the Two Oceans Marathon. We are hoping that by then, possibly, decision will be made about the status of the Disaster Management Act. And if that happens, things will fall into place. Otherwise, for now, the status quo uh, will then remain if things have not changed. But we are more very positive that this is receiving priority attention. And then on the issue of the Natasha, uh, I just need to indicate that uh, the bursaries in the department, as we've been reporting them, they continue to be accessed by all the students that we can be able to fund. Uh, then there are those who apply on the basis of emergency uh, as assistance they require. And then Natasha fell into that category on that uh, request. And uh, when she wrote that letter to the ministry, uh, then the letter was processed. And in 2017, 315,000 rand was paid. And then in 2018, uh, the balance of, uh, of 35,000 was paid. A total of amount then of this pattern was 350,000, not the lies and the misinformation that we have of the so-called millions. There was never such. And this was based on the report that she did. And based on that, then there was a signing of the MOU and the submission of reports before the monies are paid. So we treat each case when people are not within the mainstream of the buzzers that they have, then we look at the, uh, the, the so-called discretionary budget where we can see that if this is gonna add value and it is important for the country. And I think the success she has made 
talks to that, that this was not money lost, but it was money well invested. But all compliance issues were followed. It is completely untrue and uh, clear falsehoods to talk uh, as media and social media have quoted that there was a million grand spent on this particular actions. And then on the issue of um, uh, chairperson, the department is dealing with what we call economic reconstruction and recovery plan. And the minister has been very clear. We are not here dealing with a continuous sense of relief measures rather than the issue of economic recovery, which has got very clear plans around stabilization as well as consolidation and in particular expansion so that the sector is self-sustainable and continues to find its fit. And that is why then we've got what we call the CCI master plan, which will be helping us also to drive this program. And it is at a very later stage of being finalized. But we will be working with the sector in this regard as we move from this concept of a, a, a relief and they will move towards an economic financial sustainability and economic activity by the sector. So, Honorable Chairperson, I think uh, the rest of the issues have been addressed adequately by my colleagues. I will then end there for now. Thank you, Chair. But we do welcome advice by Honorable Boni uh, on a lot of issues that she raised around the issue of the role of sport and the role of um, arts and, and culture uh, in terms of capturing the youth from uh, social mischief and challenges that they have and will continue to intensify on the problems that uh, she was indicating. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Teaching. Uh, initially, Honorable Mshongo indicated that uh, his questions were not uh, uh, answered, but when I'm looking, uh, I'll correct it by himself that uh, when you landed, you answer all questions, except that when he was having a problem of getting in, uh, you did indicate that these netball Fridays will be getting uh, the T-shirts, but now uh, he is responding. He is fine. Um, honorable members, uh, on that... With no disrespect, oh, what we have asked is that uh, through the office of the Minister Parliamentary Office, we're asking for the right sizes of honorable members so that the t-shirts can then be distributed as soon as they are available. But we commit to make them available. But we, are, we have requested that uh, Simeon will be asking for those sizes uh, from honorable members so that we give you the right sizes. Thank you very much. Teaching, can, can I be naughty? Uh, I was part of the launch of this. There were masks, the one that you are putting on. And I did ask when they gave me uh, the, the, the same masks for the committee members. I'm not sure whether those masks were from Netball South Africa or they were from our office. Uh, but I did um, make a request then. 
those blue masks, everything, netball. Do you know where we're coming from? Chairperson, um, we, we, we're working with uh, both the board and netball SA. Okay. Uh, yes, so even these ones, we are engaging with them and then they oh. provide for theirs to then provide to the honorable members. Thank you so much. Honorable members, uh, I don't see any hands except this hand of Honorable Denise uh, has been here on the on the chat. I don't know what okay. Um let me take this opportunity again uh, to thank uh, the department. Uh, what I like about us, when uh, you are not doing well, we do tell you uh, the earliest time that you have done to give us the presentations, uh, they made us to have a, a smoother running of the committee. And then uh, the, the way that also you were presenting uh, to us and that's why it made us to have so many questions as Udichi was saying. I'm taking this opportunity saying that I would love that coming back to the committee, your proposed plan forwarded uh, to you by DTGs to DT that uh, you must uh, look at whatever we were saying that go and uh, look at your understanding. Some clarities we did get, some who are waiting for what you presented to your DG, uh, but we noticed that uh, we, are, uh, we are doing uh, the work of the department. We are encouraging and uh, we wish that uh, like program one, we can get a result of 100%. By these words, I'm saying that um, keep it up the good work for the, the people of South Africa. Uh, we are thank, thank you now. Uh, if you don't have anything to say, DJ, I will release you uh, as our department. Would like to thank you and just say that we had a wonderful celebration, honorable members, uh, uh, congratulating the Sundance ladies, being the very first of the inaugural women's cup, uh, confederations cup that uh, they won it, and uh, they, they are us very, very proud. And thank you very much, honorable chairperson and honorable members. Wish you the wonderful weekend. Thanks very much. Thank you, DJ. We are releasing you, DJ, within your office. Uh, honorable members, <coughs> thank you. We goodbye. Now, goodbye. <laughs> we are now honorable members behind times. Uh, can we now uh, deal with our minutes, the minutes of the 30th? Honorable members, they are on the screen. Move honorable, honorable. Oh, 
Chairperson, members, um, these minutes of the 3rd of December, Chair, if I can remind members, um, Mr. Mflongo indicated that there was um, uh, something that we need to add. It, one, two, three. On point number five under deliberations, Chair, it was already yeah. in the minutes, the last meeting, okay. uh, regarding the emails that were sent to the office of the minister, Chair. Now, it was noted that the minister's office did not respond to emails, but would confirm receipt uh, and provide required responses. Uh, can the, the office do follow up on this? Thank you. It was only this that made us uh, to retain these minutes, uh, but you must note that we are saying that it do a follow-up, as Honorable Mflongo was saying, is up to date. There's nothing that happened. Um, Honorable members, uh, I'm presenting to you these minutes that you must adopt them. Any adoption with corrections? Uh, Honorable Malomani. Honorable Thank you, Honorable Chair. I'd like to move that the minutes be adopted. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Malomani. Any second? Any second? Any second of the minutes? Chair, Honorable Zondi, two seconds. Okay, thank you, Honorable Zondi. And now the minutes are adopted. Let's go to the second set of minutes. <laughs> the minutes of the 25th January.
Honorable members, I'm presenting to you the minutes of 25th of January of this year for adoption. Honorable Sondi. Honorable Chair, I move that we adopt the minutes. Thank you, Honorable Sondi. Any second? Any second? Honorable Boni Moreque. I do second, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Boni. Honorable members, um, again, let me thank all the members who participated and you are making even the work of the chairperson to be easier. Let me also thank our staff that they are not sleeping even during weekends, Saturday and Sunday. I do call them. I do abuse them. So, but uh, thank you so much. This committee can't be a good committee doing good work without the staff that we are having. Uh, I'm taking this opportunity saying that you must enjoy your, your weekends and then knowing that come Tuesday next week and, and next Tuesday and Friday again, this important committee is going to sit. The meetings closed, honorable members. Thank you, Chair Person. Thank you to Thank all. You, Chair. Thank, Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, to, bye to every lovely committee. Bye. Bye. Bye.